0: Welcome to the joy of film podcast. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. And today we have two awesome special guests uh here to talk about a movie uh that uh is it's really good that we have some diversity of opinions here. Yes, uh it is. so who uh, who are our special guests today? I'm Holden and I'm Katie. And uh we are going to be going into this movie in depth. Um it's uh it's it's an interesting one to talk about. I uh I'm, I can't wait. Sure. I don't know. Uh this will be interesting. I think
1: we're all coming from different angles, for yeah. the most part. Uh, what those angles are, what things we like—I mean, if if nothing else, uh, this is a divisive movie uh, with a lot of strong opinions across everyone who's seen it, um, and we're gonna, we're going to get
2: into that. <laughs> I'm excited about this discussion because I think, like with BVS, it was pretty much cross-border, and none of us really enjoyed it, and so. We, there wasn't terribly... It wasn't much arguing there, you know? I mean, aside from a few points here and there. This one, I think, will be more devices. To, to, I think some of us liked it more than others. Others didn't like it at all. And that's okay, so I'm excited to talk about this. I mean, there's also the matter of what way we liked it. Exactly, um, exactly. It is yeah. It
0: is definitely the kind of movie where, where you know, obviously expectations come into it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, going in what you thought uh, about the source material, what you thought about the previews, and how excited you were or weren't. Um, You know, trepidation you might have had or maybe not had walking in. Um, But it's also important to sort of see, like, you know, how did you... Did did you want to go have fun? Did you want to go see something that was true to the characters? Did mm-hmm. you want to go see a masterpiece of filmmaking? Mm-hmm. You know, did you want to go see a David Ayer film? You yeah. know, uh, in along you know obviously along the lines of Fury, not Sabotage. You know, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and so it's it, it really does depend on how you went in. I think um, that said, a really good place to start would be to talk about our expectations going in, sure. and that'll also give us a little background on you guys, Holden and Katie, as mm-hmm. well, and and where you're coming from. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's start um, with us, and then we'll move on to our guests. Uh, okay. Kevin, what were your expectations, and what's your background with the uh, source material?
2: So uh, this is the one I was actually really excited about. For, I mean, ever since um, the Comic-Con trailer last year, and even before that, just because I like the idea of a ragtag team of antiheroes and something different, I was on board with the director they chose for it. Um, and I've read a good amount of the source material. I've read some of the original John Ostrander comics, um, I actually, I mean, for all the um, heat the New Fifty Two gets, I think they did a really good job, particularly in the beginning with Suicide Squad. Um, I really like the Adam Glass run, um, and I liked how it paved the way for Harley Quinn's solo book, and um, which is still really stellar. And I think they're moving in a good direction with Rebirth there, um, as with the other Rebirth titles. So um, the trailers had me excited. I would, you know, I mean. I know we, it's, it, it was still, I wasn't, I didn't come in thinking like, oh, this is going to be great, 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 but I had a lot more hope for it than I did, um, the, the last TCEU film, um, which we've talked about extensively. a lot of
0: people, right, the idea yeah, yeah. was this is going to be the saving grace.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, I mean, you know, and it really needed to be in many ways, um, and I think it had the opportunity... Um, just to explore new characters and be a really true DC movie. So I did come in pretty excited. I mean, you know, I, two days before is when all the reviews dropped and they were all bashing it, um, which didn't surprise me greatly. But Although
0: you would see a sprinkling of eights. You would it, see a sprinkling It would be, it would, yeah. it would be four, sure.
2: two, two, three, four, five, six. Sure, sure. And then a couple eights. Sure, sure. So. Um, so, I mean, you know, I was excited going in. I mean, like I said, I like characters. I like uh, um, they picked for it and. I thought there was a lot of opportunity to have a good blend of comedy and drama that I think was much needed in this universe. Um, so I, you know, I, I didn't. Out I, of I you know, you were describing that you wanted to see a David Ayer film, a great movie, true to the source material. You know, I wasn't coming in wanting to see like the greatest masterpiece of filmmaking sure, by any chance. Sure, But I was looking for just a good DC movie that um, was truer to the characters and had a nice balance of fun. Humor and drama.
0: Yeah, you know? nice, so.
1: Jordan. Uh, well, I as far as uh yeah. as far as my experience with the characters, I've read Suicide Squad a little. Uh, I did read some of the New Fifty Two mm-hmm. stuff. Um, before the New Fifty Two, they showed up occasionally in Secret Six. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Some crossovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. Uh, and really, my biggest exposure to the characters probably is on season two of Arrow and season okay, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've shown up there a lot. A lot of the characters in this movie. Uh, were, you know, as it's been reported since, kind of pushed off the show because they were coming to the big screen. So I do have some familiarity with Deadshot, Amanda Waller, uh, Captain Boomerang. These are all characters that have made appearances. Um, I like the concept of the team. I think they, you know, lend themselves to big, dumb action
3: mm-hmm.
1: to a certain extent. They aren't the deepest characters. Mm-hmm. It depends on the writer, and you can do a lot with them. Yeah. But I, I think, especially that first volume of The New 52, is kind of a big, dumb action movie of them going to a city and fighting a bunch of weirdly infected people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of similar to what we got in this theater but as far as going in that's kind of what I wanted I wanted fun Mm -hmm. I wanted uh, I mean I like depth and had there been depth and you know I would have been happy with it when I I got there but Mm -hmm. as long as it was entertaining I'd have probably been okay Mm -hmm. um But, you know, for me, when I go into any superhero movie, I hope I'm going to see the best superhero movie I've ever seen. I don't go to movies wanting to be disappointed. So Mm -hmm. I always try to go in whatever my expectations from the trailers. It's hard to have solid expectations from these trailers because they were kind of schizophrenic on what sort of movie this was actually going to be. Uh, We'll get into Mm -hmm. what kind of movie we got. But I was looking forward to it. Um, Even that's
0: going to be tough. Yeah, say what kind of movie we got. No, and yeah, it's like the point
2: ahead. you made on the last one. If we think back to the Comic-Con trailer last year, that was dark as mess, and they were playing BG's um, sure. I Started a Joke, which is a really depressing song. And then we have and of then the and the Rhapsody, Rhapsody, and yeah. then you have, yeah, yeah um, you have everything so was, in between. And there, there was, were
0: also multi-multi-cuts of those different exactly. trailers that showed at different events. Exactly. Yeah, was and it, two...
1: Well, and, and the one other thing is, going back to that original trailer, I saw things I liked, I saw mm-hmm. things I didn't like, and sure. as time went on, my opinions have changed as far as expectations, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, kind of dancing around it on the Joker, uh, and how I felt going in, what okay. I was expecting, what I was hoping for, uh, but I did, I, I want to make clear. Did
2: you Joker to be good coming in?
1: I didn't know. I, I was, think you
2: thought Joker was going to suck.
1: I went in hoping for the best. Yeah. That's what I yeah. do. I, I, Honestly, I try with every single yeah, superhero, superhero movie you. to go in. Um, I have fonder memories than most on Fantastic Four. I was about to say, that's should, that's yeah. I yeah. have
0: been a, the, the, the most semi-champion of that movie that I've ever heard. Champions may be a strong Semi. word. Semi? Semi, yeah, okay.
1: But I try to see the best in
0: movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to be good. I like this well, this realm of filmmaking. It's so. an interesting comparison, too, and I won't go in depth now, but just because you, you you know, in both cases you have movies where there's a lot of allegations of a filmmaker being sort of disenfranchised from his own film. Uh, it, they reacted both filmmakers reacted in very different ways to this mm-hmm. happening and the support that they've shown on Twitter versus non-support but it is an interesting comparison I they think it'll be yeah a point we
2: can talk about visit, visit that's where I was coming from who saw the animated Suicide Squad well I was, that, was uh, yeah you had yeah. Seen Holden, have yeah. seen it? it I haven't yeah that's, that's why a- a- gonna, a- sure. we'll get to that yeah, when we get to
0: Holden cool. um, so I you know me going in um, I love the New 52 version of mm-hmm. Suicide Squad New 52 in a lot of ways was my superhero like entry into comics in a lot of Ways. It was perfectly time for me to love, uh, to, right when I was really getting into the superhero side of comic books. Obviously, okay. I came in on the creator own side on the, heels, aside, on the heels of Watchmen, when that like really boomed, and DC and Vertigo had their "What's Next" thing. You know, maybe six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and then I started getting all the creator-owned stuff, but DC's okay. New Fifty Two was a great jumping-on point for me. Marvel always felt. You know, very uh, heart impenetrable, and DC was a good seemed, seemed, especially with a new launch like that. And Suicide Squad is one of the books that I enjoyed the most mm-hmm. from that launch. thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the different characters. I love the fact that it's a book from the villain's perspective. And, and actually one thing that was really good about that book and a lot of depictions of the Suicide Squad in the past, is the idea that um, if there weren't bombs in their neck, they would not be there. Period. They would not be there. They are bad dudes. Um, Either greedy or selfish or evil to the core or some range in between. But these are bad dudes who are there because they have to be, you know, and other shades of that same reason. So that's kind of one perspective that I had going in, expecting this movie to be, um, you know, very much like these are villains. These are bad people. Um, You know, also, uh, you know, I saw the trailers. Um, I loved that Joel Kinnaman um, was, uh, was 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 right. featured prominently. Find. I'm a huge Stephen Holder fan from The Killing. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Joel Kinnaman, although I haven't seen RoboCop. I think I'm protecting myself by not seeing that new RoboCop movie. <laughs> um, but Joel Kinnaman to me is just like a phenomenal actor that's going to come into his own, and one day he'll have a role that like is is, is like a Heath Ledger, hopefully not followed by the same kind of tragedy, but like a Heath Ledger kind of brilliant role that's perfect for him. I think he's that caliber of actor, I really do. Is that maybe um, telling of your thoughts on what he does in this movie? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: this isn't that movie. Yeah, spoiler. You know, uh, this is not the movie. Rick Flagg is not um, that character. But, um, you know, I was really excited about that. Um, the, the Joker... Um, you know, at first, you, it's very—it's been very well documented on this podcast that when I first saw the image of the Joker, my opinions were very similar to everybody's, in like a WTF. That was with the first fifty exclamation I points. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? What's up with that grill? Why does it say damaged on his head? Why does he have a teardrop J tattoo on his face? Uh, why why is he all tatted up with hot topic tattoos? Why is he wearing that pink coat? I mean just i
2: mean top to bottom mistake from what it looks like um over on time that, on joker on that note, we have that that was the first episode I was on, so we, and we have your reaction, yeah, and joker, I was whole <laughs> i mean and and
0: frankly and frankly over time uh i've softened on that um i don't hate the look as much, and I think one of the things that really added to that was going to multiple different conventions and seeing joker cosplayers doing dress like that and it it shows me that that design especially like from a distance, is compelling. Mm-hmm. And so when I would see it far away, it's very graphic, it's very compelling, it's very grabbing, it's very fun. All the cosplayers were having a blast being that Joker. So there is merit to, to that design, I've decided. And then obviously I heard all the rumors about Jared Leto and all the creepy stuff he did. Now that's not... I mean, granted he went further this time than ever before, but he's known to be a character actor. He's known to be somebody that doesn't introduce himself as Jared Leto to the other actors until after shooting is over, right? Mm-hmm. He's that kind of character actor. Now, sending used condoms... Um, and sending dead pigs' heads or whatever it was, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a bridge too far for sure. Um, but and, and so that you know, I don't love that idea. But at the same time, it told me here's a guy who's gonna go all freaking in yeah, on this character, does. and I was really excited to see his take on it, to see that he made, see what bold choices he would make, uh, to see and, and to just to see you know his take on Joker. That got me excited, and really across the board, Margot Robbie, i seen her in Focus, really liked her in that. Um, you know, and obviously everything I saw about Harley Quinn was good. I, I from the previews, I was seeing that she's not the Mister J Joker, which I was appreciative of because I've heard a lot of Mister J over the years <laughs> and a little tired of that. Um, so I liked that this was not as hardcore in that direction. Um, from the previews and just the cast in general, uh, Will Smith. I just saw a movie that looked like a ton of fun with a great cast that I was going to really enjoy seeing. And one of the weird things about me in general going to movies is I kind of dread movies in a lot of ways. Because, like, getting there is a hassle, especially in the theaters. It's, it's when you get there, it's kind of like, I I mean, I love the trailers, but at the same time, it's a long experience. It's a a three-and-a-half-hour experience when you go to the movies. And then I get to the movie finally, I'm already kind of worn out. And then, like, this movie goes on, and half the time, I'm often pretty bored in a lot of movies. I mean, even if they're good movies, movies can be boring, um this movie was one that I was expecting I wouldn't be bored in because there's always something right around the corner I can't wait to see. And uh, I'll, I'll discuss later whether or not that was the case when I saw it, but going in I was like, this is one I don't think I'm going to be bored at at any point. So, that's kind of my entry. Hold in. So,
4: I didn't read much of the New 52 run of Suicide Squad. I didn't want to spend any more money on the New 52 <laughs> than I did. I personally feel robbed of the money they did get from me for a lot of things, especially their Teen Titans run, but... Interesting. So I didn't read The New 52. I'm sorry that I was a Ravager, jumping in point yeah. for that, because there's so much better stuff, or even like right before it Well, happened. I've gone um, back. Yeah, I've now gone good back. Good decision. Yeah, <laughs> But I saw the Saul and Arkham. I really enjoyed that. I've seen them in the CW universe, yep. which has been a lot of fun. I really liked it. Even some of those characters popping up back in Smallville. So, like, lots of fun. They have a long history, and... They've done well on other formats, so I was excited to see them in a movie. And the first trailer, the first wave of advertisements, it looks like a good, fun movie. And then their advertisements took a shift toward the Hot Topic vibe, and I'm like, well... <laughs> and I then that really, really, that's you know, Sprilix music video, how this uh, is Purple go. Lamborghini came yeah, out. Yeah, and my expectations dropped a good little bit, but they remained steady right at... It will be better than BBS, because it has to be. And no matter what, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be a fun little movie. And that's kind of like the impression that the whole thing gave me. Fun, fine. But I went in with relatively low expectations, so I was not drastically disappointed. Uh I was a little shocked with the redesign for the Joker. Kind of the, you know, cartel look. Yeah, I don't really get where they were coming from with that, and it's all a good way the to describe the adver- like all the things he was doing, like during the advertising period for you know mailing p- stuff and just you know saying that this role was going to get him locked up. I'm like, man, this is a PG thirteen movie. You need to calm down.
0: <laughs> In like, fairness, I don't think I don't think it was confirmed at that point. It was going to be PG thirteen. It was set as R for a
2: while, and then they. Regardless, Good decision, too.
0: Yeah. By the way, let me just point out: twenty eight percent of ticket buyers this weekend were uh, were under eighteen, Or under some age, yeah. were, were needed the PG thirteen to buy their tickets, right? Yeah,
4: and but regardless, all of the hype that was built up around the, his method acting and you know the redesign for six minutes of screen time, calm, calm, calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, I think it's clock at 15 well, but they, I hear you. They mm-hmm. had more scenes, that's the thing. There are like a lot did. more scenes. Yeah, yeah, and, we'll,
2: so and again, we'll that, talk yeah, about yeah. all that. That's yeah. about God the movie knows. itself. Right.
0: Um so. but 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 yeah, that was your...
4: expectations were has to be better. It'll get you know over the bar for BBs. That's where it was for me. Cool, cool man. Okay. Katie.
5: Uh I'm Katie and um Comic books are are like warm and fuzzy for me because my granddad collected and then my dad collected and then he had a daughter so I collected comic books so I've read a lot of Silver Age I've read like the first forty years of Spider Man and wow. that's not DC but um, I've read a lot of Silver Age Batman and so I have to say I'm not as familiar with the newer Suicide Squad, but I have read the first standalone Harley Quinn, and I'm engaged to Holden, so I've watched all the CW shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: it's a requisite. It's a requirement. Yeah. Understood.
5: So, like, I, I am very familiar with all of the characters, um, and, like, Captain Boomerang. I mean, Tim yeah. Drake, his relationship with all that. Yeah. Like, we got all this. So um, I went into it not expecting much, I have to say, because I really didn't think that the redesign of the characters looked very true to what I was okay. familiar with and I thought that even with the Hot Topic, like the Hot Topic vibe, actually everyone started complaining about it and I was like there's colors in this Like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point No more ultra gray aesthetic.
0: Yeah, like, and even when you look at the Justice League trailers that came out and the Wonder Woman trailer and all that stuff that came out of Comic Con yeah. they are freaking gray
5: yeah. yeah. And so I, I saw that and I was a little bit more hopeful, but the whole time I've been very nervous and people are saying this is gonna revolutionize the D C universe and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Did that's you expect that? Yeah. yeah. Did you expect better worse than VBS or on the same level kind of
5: I expected <laughs> slightly better but about, about on the same level and mm. I think that's what I got. Okay. So
0: I <laughs> yep. I interesting. Was, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, cool. It'll well, be it'll be interesting to, to, to see how uh, expectations meet realities exactly. in this movie, Eric. It's uh, one, another thing that's really funny to look at, and one thing that we'll definitely take a look at on this episode. And we've talked about it uh, a, a couple of us offline. Is just is is you know. Even David Ayer's expectations of what this movie was going to be versus what it is, and and could and was there footage shot that could have made the movie that would have made us happier or less happy? It's, it's an interesting question to ask. Anyway, Jordan, are you are going to do a synopsis now, or did I miss a part? No, yeah, that that's all as far as that. Um, we can talk a little
1: bit more after the synopsis about you know the response it was getting, and the whole DCEU fandom in general. Why but is it the
0: DCEU? Will somebody explain that? This is what they've chosen
2: to call it. Because it would DCEU would be DCEU
0: too, rolls off the tongue worse. It's DCEU there's
2: not much way to get her around. It. it sounds like it, it's
0: d- not d- hard d- to d- DC Comics Europe.
3: Europe. DC, Comics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DC Comics European
1: Union. Yeah. I mean, all right. Anyway, no. So, uh, so yeah, it's you know the extended universe. Yeah. I,
0: I
2: it's a weird title, but I have uh, thoughts on that too. Actually, that will tie into my argument. But we right, we'll go, we'll get there.
1: But so yeah, Suicide Squad directed by David Ayer uh, and. Just as a note, this is going to be a full spoiler podcast. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. everything, and I say that now because even this this that includes BVS. So this summary pretty much starts with BVS spoilers. So if edit, for any reason you want to watch the movies before you listen to this, now's the time to stop and come back. All right. Uh, following Superman's death, Amanda Boom. Waller. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amanda Waller assembles a team of super criminals to face potential super threats that the world may see in the future. Uh, the team that she assembles includes dead, uh, Hitman, Deadshot. Uh, insane Harley Quinn uh, uh, eh, rattled Captain Boomerang the uh, repentant El Diablo the monstrous looking Killer Croc and uh, Slipknot so (laughs) the team is led by Rick Flagg, a a top soldier and uh, reigned in by Katana who is a samurai warrior Uh, the team uh, let's see Meanwhile, Flagg's girlfriend is archaeologist Dr. June Moon, who has been possessed by an ancient entity known as the Enchantress. And this whole relationship has been orchestrated by Waller,
0: revealed at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. Uh, though Waller controls Enchantress with her heart that she's managed to excavate from the original site, uh, the witch still manages to free her brother Incubus and infect Midway City with some sort of generic demon threat. Uh, the, they got, like, these weird balls on their face, and they're really creepy-looking. Yeah, uh, the team is therefore deployed, Task Force X... To the city with bombs implanted in their necks to keep them in line, a fact that's proved when Slipknot attempts to escape and is immediately executed. Uh, the team manages to extract Waller from the city, but Joker's arrival uh, complicates matters as he's managed to figure out how to disarm the bomb in Harley's neck and steals their escape helicopter. Uh, Deadshot refuses to kill Harley due to the relationship they've built, so Waller has the hero the, uh, the helicopter shot down with Harley seeming the only survivor. Waller is soon taken by Enchantress's minions. And the team, after some bar soul-searching, goes to face off with the threat. El Diablo sacrifices himself to kill Incubus with Killer Croc's help and a bomb, leaving the others to blast Enchantress's vague magic weapon and steal her heart. Flag crushes it and manages to free June. The mission is success. The team is granted years off their sentence and new benefits, including an espresso machine, BET, all kinds of things that, you know, fit the aesthetic of this movie. Um, however, Joker returns, still alive, to break Harley out of prison. As credits roll... To a mid-credit scene with
0: Batfleck that doesn't really say much. Yeah. So, especially if you've seen BVS, the same thing—he gets the same info he already got. Right, right. or the Justice League trip. <laughs> right, right, that too. Uh, interestingly, let me just like make uh, give me my review of that synopsis. Uh, wow, it's really easy to synopsize that movie yeah, it is. quickly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it that is, is the There's shortest synopsis. There's not much going on. I mean, now, obviously, what was left out there is the road trip on foot. Uh, that takes place for about forty-five minutes. But yeah,
1: that's where a lot of the character building. But yeah. we're going to talk about the characters. It's yeah, it's no, really it's no, no necessary. No, yeah.
0: I'm not. No, that's not. A, that's not critical at all of the review. But rather <laughs> to say that the plot points are are, are sparse. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's bad guy shows up. Team go fight
1: bad guy. Joker shows yeah. up. A the movie, I, it's yeah.
4: broken down, and it feels a lot like a video game. You get your character intros, except yeah. for Slipknot. That's how you know he's gonna die real soon. <laughs> Which is so, <laughs> so ludicrous. Like, like. Oh dude. wait, you didn't get a background thing. You're gonna
0: die. I real know they're quick. trying to. I know they're trying to cut down the runtime, but the ten seconds that would have yeah. taken to not ruin the surprise. No, come we on. saw
4: Slipknot punch a woman
1: in the face. That's all. It's, that's it's plenty of character. I mean, that does make it okay to see his head blow off because yeah. he's kind
4: of a dick. But so you get your background, and then boom action starts don't even introduce the team just throw them all in there and then wave after wave of bad guy it's it's just a video game. Yeah. They walk around. Another wave. Final yeah. boss. And then, a, and then a final boss.
0: And, and then, then a short battle. little
2: dialogue scene to build some mm, character. Yeah. And then and
0: the then, then you know you're really right because then even in the final boss section it's like a multi phase boss battle. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then <laughs> like and then there's a mechanic of the heart that has to be destroyed. Which yep. they had
4: beforehand. So
0: I'm sorry. That just seemed weird. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of weirdnesses. How about I'll tell you what, one real big inconsistency that blew my brain was Amanda Waller uh, being not wet.
5: Yes. <laughs> she
0: just rolls up as if she was just like went through the costume trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. after she was, wasn't she floating and suspended in liquid with like a thing in her mouth and shit? And then like she rolls in and they're like, whoa, how did you even
4: survive? Let alone look that good. No,
1: it was enchanted liquid. It all went away when they got Oh, okay. You gotta, you gotta think these things through. Okay. Yeah. all, right. yeah. all right. I, I'll
4: tell you what I thought was a little weird. So the bomb takes out... The incubus, you know, her enchantress's brother, and they didn't try that before. The entire city's, you know, under attack, and no yeah. one thought, "Let's drop a bomb." I don't think the brother yeah, they couldn't run. get. I don't think it. incubus
2: I, I, incubus I, didn't need to be there first of all. Like, I mean, the, like but just uh, a, well, well like, that's that's a whole yeah, a yeah, tiny frisbee
4: sized bomb, you know, takes him out, or that's the plan anyway, and that they're going with it. They, you know, get through all the waves of bad guys, and the plan is we're gonna blow him up. No one had tried that before?
3: Well,
1: they... bigger bombs? It's what the... I mean, I, I get where they, they start off, because the bomb's there, because they were originally going to try and kill it before they knew it was an Enchantress-related threat. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it it's one of the disconnects of the plot, and we can talk about the plot, because there's not a whole lot to say, but it's like, they want this team to be like the stealth team that goes in when no one's going to know there's a threat, and they can take it out, but it's like... What I was curious about is this is a major city that is suddenly just like wrecked
0: it's and there's devastated. demonic
1: there's demonic debris floating it's straight in the
0: sky. up the, the the end of the Ghostbusters movie yeah I mean, it is that in depth and, and intense it's it's okay it,
1: I mean it's overnight I get the excuse they're going for they want a mission for the team that maybe feels big but it is it is curious where it's like how did no one hear about this why not just drop a bomb at that point where are the other superheroes and that was one thing that was interesting to me I think
0: why wouldn't flash want to run well, in and try to help i out? think part of it though you know that is very true it's like the, by far there were better there were better people more equipped to handle this threat but i think the point you just made was good i'm glad to hear you defending the movie a little bit and and i think you're right that this is the team that has deniability plausible deniability they can say it was a bunch of villains having a party and things got out of hand at the end because these are villains fighting a villain so at the end of the day there's no culpability on america's part I mean, there's, there's your excuse. There's your, you know, deus ex machina.
1: I, I just, I mean, um, as far as defending, I, it's like because to me this, like I said, uh, this is kind of giving my overall opinion, but to me this is a big dumb action movie. I really like watching those. Yeah. Um, I enjoy really kind of dumb, stupid films. I don't want to overly disparage it yet, but I, I don't mind that the plot is so stupid basic. Um, there are things that bother me because of building this universe. Um, and it, it's a nitpicky thing, but like, I do think when you have other superheroes, them not showing up to something this
0: big needs is at a least little... a, needs at least a throwaway line to explain why. And, you know, like I maybe like, they're handling another threat.
1: I, I think that's why the Flash part bugged me so much. Because with Batman, Wonder Woman, they're obviously you know capable of only getting there so fast, so it happens overnight. Flash's whole deal is he can get anywhere. And I'd be okay with it because the last movie implied he's in hiding, but then this season is like a full time crime fighter taking out Captain Boomerang in the introduction. So it's sort of a that weird. Was, beat. Yeah,
2: that's another thing. I mean,
0: well, that's that's the weird thing about this movie in general. I did, I could, I was really surprised at how um, at how much they it, like so. It was really of two minds, or I was of two minds, or the ad campaign was of two minds, where it's like, this is both a side piece to the DCEU and completely integral. And it was very hard for me to discern which they were going for. And when it started, and it was like right after the end of
2: BVS, I was like, wow, that's more integrated than I thought it would be. That's the thing, because they advertised it as a standalone, and that this would be perfectly on its own, and... I mean, to an extent, you can come in and watch this having not seen. Sure. But, I mean, that's perfectly fine. Well, I mean, they do backstory three freaking times. Yeah, oh, I know. They and do that, the and, yeah. intro
0: to t- Task Force X at least twice.
2: And that was another... So I said this, if you haven't read my review yet, it's on Joy of Geek, but um, I said that where I had the most trouble with was in the first hour more so than in the second. Which is different than a lot of it, other critics. Exactly, because usually you have a lot of... Well, a lot of blockbusters start off really well, and they set things up. And then they kind of don't know how to end it, and it sort of falls more apart in the climax. This one, I thought, came together a little better in the second half, but in the first half, it was, first of all, it starts off with a talky scene between Amanda Waller and the government, military officials, which to me is like, okay, if you're saying that we're at a point where we need this like shady black ops task force to come in... Show us why we need that, you know. Well, that's out, like that, and, well, and that's
0: and that's maybe why they thought they needed to use the Superman thing, yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. say like, what if Superman right, came right. and he was it didn't share our values? And I thought she put that well.
2: No, I mean it makes sense. It's just like I mean the classic rule of screenwriting film is show don't tell. I mean, it, you know, you like I still want to see that more. That than that may be so. It. That
0: may be so, but that rule in a lot of respects, with especially with a lot of new modern movies yeah. like a Deadpool and like the beginning of this movie, which is very, somewhat different than the, than the second half. Well, that I warm. love I love like an like an like a, I'll give you another rule of of writing, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, uh, over, uh, narr- narration, right, overdub right, right, narration right. is right. not the best choice. Sure. I love it. Okay, you know no, what I sure. mean? When I'm watching a movie and and in, somebody, certain, in certain movies, group, right? I yeah. love that. I think it's it's all about the tone you're going for and what you're trying for. And, and, right. and I get it. You know what, what
2: you're saying there completely. You know, it's just like my thing is it takes an hour for them for really the catalyst to be there and for them to go on their first mission. Okay. I yeah. want it, and. Before that, there isn't really much interaction with the team because it takes – I'm like, just get on with it. Like, you know, I like – the show their back that's fine. But I wanted to see them interact a little more because going back to like the Adam Glass run there in New Fifty Two, it starts off you know they do they form the team in the first issue and then they start going on missions and then those are sort of side missions that build up to the larger sure. climax.
0: That was a lot. That was a critique I saw a lot in, right. in critics was that there is one thing this team does instead and of that, yeah, having other character like,
2: developing, that's, and that's why it felt mm-hmm. unnatural by the end of it to say that they're a family and all that. I'm like. You've had one little shootout though, with each other. I'm like yeah, yeah. that's kind of
5: boring. I have to agree, especially when we were talking about how the plot is so basic, and I feel like part of it was that it felt so disconnected mm-hmm. from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end. Yeah, like there weren't really scenes. Right. In my opinion, there were sort of like sporadic moments, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. were focusing really on these dramatic camera shots and these dramatic battles, yeah. and yeah. you didn't get good little arcs with the beginning, middle, and mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and. And so you didn't really get to see the characters grow together, and you never really got a sense of place. That was one of my big problems, was Mm -hmm. that um, we didn't really know where we were most of the time. That's a really good point. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: Amanda Waller was just there all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, Her headquarters was, like, there or not there? What was
1: up with that? that, They were specifically all in Midway City for that mission. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, her being there was because they were all there to do that. But it was also,
5: like lots of the shots were either close ups or shots of battles. Yeah and then we didn't really know like no one sat us down and was like, We're going to XYZ and no. they didn't like go on their road trip. It was like, we're gonna run around and none of the scenes are gonna be coherent and like I mean they were coherent, you know what was going on, but it wasn't like here's the beginning of the scene, here's the climax of the scene, here's the end of the scene and now we move on to the next part of the
1: story. Yeah. Are yeah. yeah, you I mean, guys was,
0: gruff Joel yeah. Kinnaman saying, Grab your gear, we'll leave it Yeah. <laughs> it was
4: generic street, generic building, generic street. Yeah, lots of destruction. Everything. Lots yeah. of you know, bland, same type of villains or pieces of them laying about, and fire and broken things. Like I
5: loved this. That like I. So here's my thing. I loved the movie and that it was super polished, and I loved uh-huh. the soundtrack, and I loved uh-huh. the special effects, and the actors were great. Will Smith was amazing.
3: Yeah, but
5: oh, someone needed to go back to the very core, add some more plot points, yeah. add some actual scenes, and like rethink. Some of the thematic devices that they chose to put in there, and then they could have had just like a yes. way better movie. I
2: agree, because I mean, what I said in my, yeah, I mean, if it had a little less studio interference and more mm-hmm. story structure, I think it would have been. I mean, because I mean, I'll go ahead and say I enjoyed it more overall. Like, I had fun. I mean, for the most part, it did fit my expectations. I mean, I was disappointed in parts by just the disjointed storytelling, but I liked that it felt more like a DC movie and was fewer of the characters different aesthetic i like how it was slick and everything but those were just basic things they could have worked around and restructured because um, whereas bbs was just like it, it the biggest thing is that it's like five movies crammed into one this had a nice straightforward angle to it um which i appreciated but it still needed just some basic plot point I think, restructuring i think
0: at this point is a really good point for us to bring up um, the David Ayer and studio of it all, and okay, the editing yeah. of it all. Because, uh, you know, it's really hard, and I wish I could, I wish in this era I could just watch a movie and, like, not have the entire thing, like,
2: hey, we not, know so much. I mean, we know in.
0: so much with the internet. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't even watch this movie now and, like, sit with my opinions of this mm-hmm. movie. And just think, did I like it or did I not like it? It, it becomes, and I enjoy critiquing. I guess I could, uh, you know, ignore the internet if I wanted to. So it's a, it's an annoying complaint, but it is a complaint nonetheless. Is that like I have to hear that David Ayer had one cut, the studio had another cut, mm-hmm. and this is maybe the compromise? There were cut, reshoots. Right? There were and, reshoots after. And, and I yes. can't. Oh, and I can't even. I mean, we, we heard that also. That was a separate thing, mm-hmm. and then and maybe related, maybe not. Right, right. Probably related, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, in this day and age, we can't, you can't even say that's the definitive version of the movie, the movie, and it wasn't pointing to you, that the movie maker wanted to make. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even say that's David Ayer's film, really. And and that's crazy. But but I think, but just to, I, I sort of gave away the, the punchline, but The Hollywood Reporter came out with a big article, I believe in their August 6th issue of their magazine. And um, the, the basic thrust was, um, it had a really cool title, but it was, actually I have it I have it here i I'll, I'll bring it up but but the idea was that this is uh here it is right here i'm gonna uh where are you? Here, it's coming up it's coming up i it's <laughs> killing space killing space it's coming look it's loading um okay, here we go come on, Hollywood reporter, why has it gotta be so slow right when we're on the podcast um thrilling. Sorry for it's the position. dead space here. Um, what was the main point here, of it? here it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Suicides, and the last thing to load is the title, of course. <laughs> Suicide Squad: Secret Drama, colon. Rushed production, competing cuts, high anxiety. Right? And the whole article just basically goes on to talk about the upheaval behind the scenes and, you know, the idea that there was a, you know, trailers of this movie had a huge impact and the response to the trailers had a huge impact on what the final movie was that we saw. In that the, the studio basically saw... Versions uh, saw the response to certain trailers and were like, hmm, you know, maybe the direction that David Ayer is going in with this, like they got they got nervous. And with the huge investment that they've made in this, A, $175 million to make it, but also all of the sponsorships, all of the advertising, all of the toys, there's so much riding on this movie, and they get cold feet and they just like, they worry that a strong vision, I feel like. A strong David Airvision. It, it, it's they're nervous about it. They got nervous, and then they so now supposedly they had their own cut, which I hear was done by a trailer editor. Well, that's a common thing. Um, a lot of,
1: I mean, and it's traditional in Hollywood that you just hand over footage, and there are people specifically whose job is to make a trailer. There's, you know, trailers have specific music for the trailers now, mm-hmm. and
0: that's been going on for like a. But past to take decade. a trailer editor and say we want your cut of the film. It's like it's like taking a, uh, a somebody who who is a musician and saying, "Why don't you play some rock music?" I mean, excuse me, someone who's a musician and saying, "Why don't you direct a movie?" Or by well, sure. their job is to sell the film. Yeah. Like, that is their job. Their yeah. job is to go, here is a
1: short representation of a movie that people will want to see. And you don't, I mean, it's not just with this. It happens with films where you get trailers that are wildly different from the final product. The one I always like to go to is Don John with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. The trailer for that movie makes it look like it's supposed to be an, you know, a farce, an out-comedy yeah. about yeah, yeah. Uh, him being addicted to porn. But the actual final movie is a drama, really. I mean, there's comedic elements.
2: Seeking a friend for the end of the world is another one. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. So, but what's the what's the mass appeal? And if you go with the over-the-top jokey comically or uh, musically scored trailer you're going to get a different response
0: yeah and, and it's just it's it's tough it's it's really tough because my understanding is that basically david Ayer, the, the rumor is that he did agree to have like a, a pepsi challenge with the two versions so there were two versions right there was the studio version and the david air version of the film and that he was like okay i will agree that it only makes logical sense we put this in front of some uh some test screenings Um, And so they did this in Northern California, and they just had a bunch of test screenings. Obviously, everyone signs NDAs. And they said, what did you guys think of each cut? And I guess they showed it to different people. And the studio cut won in a lot of categories. Um, And so in the end, though, it wasn't just that cut we got. I think the the, the prevailing wisdom is we got, like, a mix of the two cuts, um, which is weird. I Um, think I hear what you're saying, though, that if you're going to hire a director to make this movie... You
4: let them make the movie, and you have producers in the studio there to be like, okay, whoa, you know, in case it's going way off the tracks, and you're thinking, oh man, exactly. we're we need to just you know shift gears here because this is bad. We're about to just make all sorts of mistakes, and then, but when they have too much interference, you miss out on what the director intended, and why even hire that person to begin with if you're not going to let them do the thing you yeah. wanted. And I mean, a good example of that, in my opinion, is. You know, Joss Whedon, if he wants to make Avengers two a four hour long movie, you let him. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Why on earth do you cut anything that man wants? Good God, I'd sit there for five hours if he wanted uh, yeah. to make that movie. Right. It's 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 exactly right.
1: Well, I think that's a good example too, because that it was a similar thing with Adrian yeah. Boltron, where they had a movie that with a studio huge and the director had different opinions on, and they did compromise. I mean, you had similar things, but hmm. I think the difference there is. Age of Ultron is overall a better movie. It has flaws, but, yeah. you know, it's overall a be- better made film. And the changes they were arguing about still had tonal consistency with one another. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem with these two cuts is... I think David Ayer as a director was like, Okay, I want this movie to be the best it can be. I want to agree to things, but I also have my vision. So that he was willing to compromise at all is, you know, a good thing. Absolutely. However, so, you know, And his
0: support after the fact, too. In not saying, this is a box job Frankenstein version of my movie, I'm outraged. And instead saying, thank you so much for loving this. We had fun making it. It's supposed to be fun. Please like it. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the opposite
1: is, you know, you have Josh Trank, who right. oh, blew up his it, yeah. career <laughs> by petty. defending his it. cut. detonated it. However good his cut of Fight- Fantastic Four might have been, I think it probably would have been better he with the bought. ending of Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, but you—you
0: you have
4: to. It is you playing the got game to play the
0: game bit. a little bit, especially at that point. Your bet has been made. Your bad movie's out. Mm-hmm. It's got your name on it. That's it.
4: And you can live. It wouldn't have been the first Fantastic Four movie to stink a little bit. Right,
0: exactly. Instead, he has to throw everybody. And when you throw the baby out, the bathwater goes too. And then everybody that worked on that movie gets maligned by his comments. It's just not what you do. But that's a separate issue.
1: And you know, it's the sort of thing where David Ayer is now in a position to come back and probably work on Suicide Squad 2. Josh Trank isn't, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't begrudge David Ayer for standing by this film, whatever his actual personal opinions might be or the things he had to compromise on. Yeah. I think the problem with this movie is that the two cuts they had are so t- wildly c- inconsistent in tone. One was a more, like, comedic over-the-top film, and one was a super dark, you know, in the vein of BVS film. Yeah. So trying to slam them
0: together makes for a wildly inconsistent movie. An um, interestingly fun to watch one, though, for me. <laughs> uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I definitely see what you mean. Um... I think at the same time, though, it it is that that made it made so there was always something new around the corner. Like, I know you were referencing certain instances where you'd be walking down the street. I think one in particular you mentioned was um, Harley Quinn bashes a window in and, like, takes something, right? Yeah. And then Will Smith comes by and immediately thereafter has an emotional moment remembering his daughter. And how like that's just like juxtaposition of completely wildly different moods. And
1: you can have those things transition. I'm not saying you can't go from comedy to, to drama, but it is a very hard cut.
5: And that uh-huh. was sort of what I was saying with the, there there are moments, not scenes. Like there those are both great moments, but they don't flow into each other. And they're not put in a way that actually builds the team or adds to the story. And so it was it was difficult. It felt very jagged.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what I'm curious is that in the David cut what role Joker played in that versus this, because it looked like he was going to be in the main villain base in the Comic-Con trailer last year, and then as it moved on, I could see, okay, he's going to be more of a subplot, a sort of fan of electric kind of thing, but so... And then we get this, and really all he does is all those moments from the Comic-Con trailer last year are in these slick flashbacks that are sort of a rush-through montage of the Mad Love story arc by Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, and then in the present, all he does is looks for Harley, and then he has one action scene, and then he exits, and then he comes back at the end. And so I was, one, I mean, I like that they went with the sort of supernatural thing. You know, guy at the comic shop said that he would have preferred they did away with the supernatural element and had Joker as the main villain. Sort of like what they do... I, I keep going back to the New 52 run, but, I mean, a lot of that influenced this. But that's what they do at the end of the first story arc there. Um, and so I'm wondering if uh, that... His relationship with Harley and his role in general was more prevalent and more... Well, I think um, we know it was. Because yeah. Jared
0: Leto has said specifically in yeah. tweets, and that's and Jared Leto's performance is definitely something we, we need to hit on in depth. Mm-hmm. But... Um if that's possible. Right? No, yeah, we got characters. But, I, I, yeah, I, we're talking about the general film yeah, right now. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but but that that concept of well that just that just threw me off. Um Well
1: Jared Leto yeah, what Jared Leto has come out in the past few days yeah. and said is that there is and he said it I, I wanna take out that Jared Leto as a person seems super pretentious. I do wanna <laughs> just judge the performance. But he was basically like he, he was in an interview with IGN and they were asking him about it he's like, Are there any scenes they left in? And he's, so, he's kind of upset about how little of the Joker made it into And
0: another, one of the ways he put it, I remember now, was uh, they were like, so, uh, you know, what about this part or what about that part? He's like, yeah, what about it? What did happen? Like, he's as confused oh, wow. as they are. Uh, and and then he's like, you know, maybe it'll be on the direct deleted scenes. And now David Ayer has come out and said, and I can't believe that this these things ha- I guess it has to be planned this far in advance. But he basically said the Blu-ray has ten minutes of deleted scenes. And that's it. And that's to service every one of those characters. So, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. But I do know that Jared Leto's performance could have been wildly, uh, there could have been so much more of it that we never saw. And I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there was. Right, right.
2: Because um, you think like, he never interacts with a member of the squad. I mean, even in the present, Harley and him are, they look at each other as he's in the helicopter in the action scene, and then, um, you know, she misses the rope or whatever, you know, and... Oh, they hug on then, the they, helicopter. Okay, they, they, they hug. they hug on like the <laughs> helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one interaction with the member of the squad he has in the present. Aside from that, there's nothing, you know, and then he disappears right after that and they go mm-hmm. into the final act. Yeah, I think I think like I was saying before, I
0: think the actual it feels like six minutes sometimes, but I think the actual presence was fifteen. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's in a two an hour and ten minute movie yeah. that was billed with, you know, some previous some trailers that had at least one third to, to maybe a half joker scenes. Yeah. Uh it's certainly misleading. I, I think what's interesting like I don't know how much he was or wasn't in the movie. I, right, obviously right. there was more
1: footage shot. Right. I think there was a lot of things where there was more footage shot that didn't make it in. Right. Um as far as the first trailer, yeah, I think it did make it look like he would be the villain, but also it's the new Joker, so I'm not surprised there, the yeah, first trailer would be off. like, here's the Joker. Because that's what everyone wants to see, right? Because he's um, the new
2: canonized. I'm kind of hurt you really, really badly. You know, I mean, the, and the that, movie, yeah, and that turned out to be a flashback.
1: I don't think the movie capitalized on it very well, but I kind of liked that the trailers didn't immediately give away that Enchantress was the villain. Right, right. Like no, I, I did appreciate not knowing that going in. I agree. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we do um, have to
5: talk about Joker's relationship with Harley if that's what we're if that's what we're hitting. We're, we're going to do that right. in characters,
1: I okay? Think. Yeah, right. well, that yeah, that's going to be one of the, I think Joker and Harley are probably going to take up the
0: most time <laughs> conversationally. Yeah, um, but just an I overall. Did. Let's let's make sure we get all of our overalls yeah. out. Yeah,
1: um, but the last thing I wanted to say about the tone is that as far as footage. We got, I I think, you know, there was that juxtaposition I mentioned, but also there's the fact that they have the bar scene near the end of the movie. This is interesting. This is an interesting point. That is wildly different from how it looked in the trailer. In the trailer, Mm -hmm. it was Harley serving drinks and then making jokes. In the movie, it is straight, grim, serious talk about El
2: Diablo's past and owning your shit. And that that. was just like...
1: It's it's weird. It's two different cuts of the same scene.
2: It was very weird because, one, it was a really out-of-left-field scene. Because, again, I keep going back to this, but like I said, they don't really interact much. They had some the team had some action scenes before that, and then all of a sudden they're in the bar and they're talking like they're Guardians Galaxy type family and all that and they um and they go into their backstories, which I mean I was glad to see, because El Diablo was honestly one of the characters I was really looking forward to seeing. And I thought they did a good job with him. I thought Jay yeah, Han scaled a good performance. Um but and I'm I was excited to see his origin play out, but it was just so out of place, I felt, and there was no real Baseline for it, and then they, they go do that origin. They have this like uh talk with each other, and they're like, All right, gang, let's go. I know? see. I, I, was, I mean, we,
0: we could talk more about that later, but I mean, I loved I loved that scene. I love okay, Harley yeah. Quinn's response.
4: Good scene, but I mean, they waited Play until thing. like you know two thirds in the movie, right, To right. have them bond at all. It's you know, if they, they had
2: bonded before more, then that would have felt more. I organic. thought that you own that
0: shit was compelling as fuck. It, I well, thought that I was once, really compelling.
4: I mean, I think, and yeah, everyone's. It was just a strange placement for that because they, you know, introduced the characters to each other and said, hey, you're going to go in there and just, you know, jump into this. Like, okay, you're not going to take these people that have very unique skill sets and personalities beforehand and be like, hey, this is the team, this is the type of stuff we want you to do. Let's get an idea of how this team functions as a mm-hmm. unit. They did it with de- with Deadshot individually exactly. to show his unique skills. They did that with him, they- but they didn't make it with that team. You- and also, this team is useless for a scenario like this with Enchantress and Magic destroying a city. That just seems like, like a, what's Harley doing there like with what, her hammer? What's Captain Boomerang doing <laughs> <that> there? <laughs> what is Boomerang? We, we're, right. were
0: you saying, Katie?
5: You, you know what they really needed is like a, a calmer scene where all of them are getting to to know each other. Exactly. What was Hawkeye's a uh, farmhouse scene that like sixteen like exactly? Scene.
2: And that's what we then had to fight for. Like that was the big compromise that yeah. he would he agreed with Marvel that he put the Thor. Or a Ragnarok teaser in there, if they would let him do the farmhouse.
5: And because, like, what wow. that was. We one, know
2: so much. It's so funny. <laughs> Go ahead. So,
5: but like th- that one, like they needed something like that where nothing was happening, and they could just have character uh-huh. building, and they were all doing stupid shit to each other, and and like you know, something like that where it was calmer, and they were not yep. fighting monsters, and mm-hmm. so they were actually going to get to do little things and learn little things about each other before they had to put their lives on the line. Well, the
0: idea was, I think what the idea was in this was, because, you know, you have a two-hour movie that's pretty mm-hmm. tight, two, and a, two hours, ten, is that that was supposed to be happening, accomplishing those goals was supposed to be happening on the walk. The it, walk. That what? walk was just smash, smash, shoot, shoot. Walk, walk, Yeah, walk.
1: Like, I mean, in fairness, I with, with like, I, agree, yeah, I agree with what Katie said earlier. It felt like they walked like a block. <laughs> like they had like yeah. a, 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 a three-block radius of this entire city that they just sort of like
4: Bopped around really quickly. Oh, so how did Diablo not die in that? Since you know the first part where he's not willing to you know flame on at all, he's just walking around yeah. and just unscathed by all this nonsense wow. going on. Around. We don't know that he didn't put up
0: a flame wall or something. It would have been and cool to see that, though. If yeah. anything,
4: he would be a character that I think would have you know opted out to explode because in the beginning, now like, in his box, he's like, I'm, "I won't be a weapon. I'll you know I'll die here in peace before I let myself." be used like this and then he's just willing to walk along and be like no I'm just going to stand here but I'm not going to do anything when it, before we see a character who's like I, I will die before I be a weapon yeah. and it yeah. feels like he would be like okay you're going to kill me if I refuse if I try to run that's Sweet. why he Start has walking. such
2: an interesting arc and I was annoyed that they waited so long exactly. to reveal that because like I said he was really one of my favorite characters from the Two comics and uh, I really liked, you know, his spiritual conversion and yeah. how he interacts with characters. And for most of the movie, he's just this pyro punk, and mm-hmm. we don't get um, the backstory until the very end. I don't know. I mean his see motivation him to... the whole time, though. I mean you see, you see him, him, you see him wallowing and emoing out the whole time. Yeah,
4: I, uh, I guess we see a push for him to start interacting more near the end, mm-hmm. but before that, we see refusing to be a weapon, and then I'm just going to walk here.
0: Yeah, Why, where did the decision to even join in at all? Even of Here, here's the thing that's interesting though to me when you look at this movie as a whole. I just think about each scene individually and how much yeah. fun I was having when I was watching. I it. didn't have fun. I yeah. was thinking about. I think about the, the the scene with Deadshot at the range. That scene was front to back entertaining. Mm-hmm. I was having mm-hmm. a blast the whole time, and in that scene, I didn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about a lot of the different Harley in jail scenes. Those were fun as shit to watch. Thinking about the Her and Deadshot scenes, those were fun to watch. The bar scene was moving for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of that movie was just, I mean, I was just having a blast watching it. And I think, you know, a, you know as, as critics of this, and I think the critics have definitely come through in this area, it's a really easy movie to criticize. Um, but it is a movie that audiences seem to be enjoying. A lot of audiences seem to be enjoying, and then you know it much more than BBS. Right. I mean, I'm not saying.
3: That's
2: a, well, and look at just how we're discussing it right now. I mean, like, I, I mean, it's not that us, negative. Think, no, think of how heated ours was at BBS, and we, we were all like riffing on it and everything. And here we're, I mean, you know, we're pointing out like. things. It's, yeah, the, we're pointing out faults, but we, uh, I mean, there are also a lot to like, and I mean. That's what I would say for overall is the I mean, going back to the tone and what this means for the rest of the DC universe, would I call this the saving grace for it? No. No. But what I call it... doesn't it, do the work. Right. But mm. would I call it a step in the right direction? Yes. Because, well, I think, I,
0: I think yeah. one critic, I don't know, I'll get back no, to God, that, but God. I just think what, right on what you said, there was one critic that really agreed with that and said, if you expected an action comedy to reset the DCEU yeah, board, yeah, yeah. you were expecting too much. That right. wasn't going to be possible. I'm right. sorry, God, what were you going to
2: say? No, I mean, that's basically, I mean, you know, I mean, there are elements that put in place um, to carry the universe in a better direction than it's been and it was a nice, different aesthetic. That's why it felt more fresh and more engaging. Um, actually, Jordan do you mind if this is where I bring up my tweets? The, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. That's fine. All right. So I tweeted, um, and I stand by this. Uh, um, Here, so you. yeah, let me Here. see it. Oh, um, and it went away. that's uh, okay. um, Well, basically, what I said. So the MCU, I think. I mean, because it's inevitable, we have to kind of uh, bring it in relation to Marvel because that's what all the critics to are. They might. We might as well. What I said was that, um, yeah, I'll read it. You can read it off. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, so this was three tweets. Full review coming later. But Suicide Squad was fun. Definitely messy and needed the most work in the first half. With faithful to the comics, the big takeaway is that the DC EU is made solely for the fans. So accept it. And Suicide Squad is much truer to its characters than BVS. The MCU tries to strike a balance between fans and critics. DC targets just the fans. That's okay, but they've made
2: that clear. And so I stand by that because what I mean is that. Um, and I was telling Holden and this a little bit before you look at the MCU, and I have a lot of friends who watch it both who are nerds and who aren't. I mean, my brother's seen a fair number of um, MCU movies. he's never read a comic in his life. And you can go into those movies with no knowledge of the characters and still enjoy them, follow what's going on. you know you can it's they've done a really impressive job of creating an overarching narrative to connect. And, make it fun for hardcore fans, but also make it very easy to engage for those who are unfamiliar with these characters. The DC universe, um, we've had, we're in three movies in. Imagine watching any of those with pretend you have no knowledge. See, of I, I, coming could, up. I, I i hate, mm-hmm. to be, being that we both like these, this movie, I hate to disagree so strongly. I
0: could either, not sorry. agree less. I okay. think that this All movie right. is absolutely zero necessity of any foreknowledge I mean, it's not necessarily... Maybe the but... first two. But Suicide Squad? I mean, now granted, you get a lot more out of it having yeah. known the, knowing the backstory. And a lot of the characters that were under service, like a Katana, for example, knowing right, more, right, more right. about her is going to give you vastly more enjoyment of yeah. you know watching her talk to her husband's sword. Right. But at the same time, you could go into this movie being a, a 12-year-old who shops at Hot Topic yeah, 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 and, yeah. and enjoy it for what it is. I'm sorry, though. I don't mean to... No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: open for disagreements. I'm just saying that uh, it's more geared toward the hardcore fans and those who are already immersed in this universe, and because of that, I think they're put. I mean, and uh, I mean, Margaravi said this you know, like when she was asked about the negative reviews. She's like, "Well, we made it for the fans, and you know that's okay." And I know every actor says that, like when a movie gets bad reviews and all that. But it's just, uh, I do think. I mean, and it's not necessarily a criticism. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that they are more geared toward the true fans, rather than a larger audience, especially critics. I mean, they're not... Uh, uh, they understand that mainstream critics probably aren't going to enjoy these as much. That's just my take. I... Er, oh, no, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, w- see, see, my response to this was that it really
1: felt like... Um, and I kind of am with Rich, where mm-hmm. I think knowing Batman and Superman actively makes BVS worse, because it's like, who are sure, these characters sure. that are on screen? Well, that's why but, the
2: true where I thought.
1: I mean, I'll kind of grant that. I think yeah, this did try to hew close to the comics, but I think that's a dangerous gimme to give DC, where it's like it's okay if you make bad movies that can't stand alone, as long yeah, as I enjoy it. I don't think that's a good see,
0: practice. I also think I also disagree with that. I think that what is a good movie is not necessarily just what what makes a good like you know how people talk about a critical darling or a critical yeah, 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 success. Yeah. Or a movie that didn't do great at the box office, but critics loved it. Uh You know what I mean? Like, that is a thing that exists. There are things that just critics who've watched... And here's the key difference, right? Uh, Critics watch every movie. Right. critics know everything about the backstory about the film it doesn't make them any more valid viewers of the movie or less valid viewers of the movie in a, in a sheer enjoyment perspective it does get let me that they have a lot more perspective a lot more control of the language to describe films it gives them a lot of tools that help them be good movie reviewers but it doesn't necessarily give them any right to say that the movie is better than any average person on the street does and i just think that because of the background that filmmakers have, because of the in-depth knowledge and the analysis that they do, and, the, and the, you know, just the, the looking at tone and just looking at all those things. Granted, you know, the average person that watches the movie can also see those things, but I just think that sometimes there are going to be movies that are movies that, that critics don't like, that fans are going to love. There are going to be movies like that, and I think that it is possible for a movie to be that. There are movies yeah. critics and fans love, but there are also ones that critics and fans don't agree on. Right, right, mm-hmm. and knowing I
4: mean, what's going on doesn't make it a better. Like mean mm-hmm. you might enjoy it more, but it overall doesn't make it a better film. Uh-huh. The whole owning your shit thing. You know that scene from Harley Quinn. Like that is more compelling when you consider the death of Jason Todd. When you consider she has helped murder a
0: child. And by the way, but there was a, there, at the very beginning. This was pointed out. It says complicit. You saw yeah,
4: that. like the recap. It yeah. it, that was that was one thing. It's barely on there, and she was the only one who didn't get specialties. Little mm-hmm. section, which I thought was. Yeah, I mean, she's the actual doctor. We and, have a and friend, the group. Yeah. who
5: like a cosplayer all the time, yeah. and she came out of that movie saying, oh my goodness, she didn't have specialties, why? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, like, that makes it more compelling if you, you know, keep that in mind, whereas if you weren't familiar with the character going into it, you might not get that perspective on it. But overall, it doesn't make the whole thing a better movie when you know these certain pieces of it. Yeah, and I, th- I okay. like,
5: I. So this was an ensemble piece, right? We were supposed right. to feel like we were supposed to feel the affinity between the characters yeah, and understand yeah. their relationships and it wasn't just you were supposed to know it beforehand or glean it from the dialogue. You were supposed to be able to enjoy and know about their relationships and I didn't get that as much and yeah. I felt like they didn't do as good a job with that. And that makes me worried for Justice League because that is an mm-hmm. ensemble piece. That's very true. And this was their practice run. And their practice one was good, but it was good for reasons other than writing, mm-hmm. and it was good yeah. for yeah. reasons other than tone. It was good for, for these th- cute moments. Yeah, and should, once we and start th- talking
0: about characters, that's going to be another place where we can aim some raves at it. I think you yeah. like that a lot.
1: I think we can transition to the one last thing I'd say well, back yeah, to Kevin's point. Yeah, everyone. no, no, go ahead.
0: okay. But it's
1: just, I, I, I agree that you can, you don't have to be critical to enjoy a movie. And if people get enjoyment right. out of movies that are, you know, poorly made, that's fine. But I think it's dangerous for studios to go, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter if our continuity works or if our tone works or if our story is compelling mm-hmm. as long as people are going to turn up to see it. Yeah, see, I think that's an. I agree with you on that, I you on that but
0: I, 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 don't I, I don't think that's implied. I don't think. I think what you are saying what critics look for. That's what critics look for, and I... That's one of the things critics look for. I mean, yeah, but also that's critics what, I mean, and
1: that's what the movie's getting bashed for, is bad character dynamics, bad... Mm-hmm. All the things that are, you know, the things yeah. they teach you in good filmmaking, and it's
0: okay if you like a movie that doesn't have those things. It's also, though, okay to be frustrated as a studio, and it comes from a place of a little bit of frustration of every single thing DC puts out is, is I mean, they, people are going into this, especially critics, one down expecting a train wreck. They are. And and that's not to say they can't be won back with a fantastic movie. And I'm not saying the critics are biased. I mean, maybe they're, they're biased only in the way we all are. But I just think it's... And then on, add on top of that, it's like as soon as I came out of this movie and really enjoyed it and then I went on the internet, it's really hard to keep my head up with these strong opinions of this movie with the weight of the dumpage. I mean, <laughs> you know it's right, just yeah. like a, a, a... Just a... Onslaught of just like hatred for this film. And Lord, it's like, oh, no, no, I can't keep my head up saying I like it. But, oh, this <laughs> way,
4: no, it's that. Or you get people blindly supporting it and saying it's the best thing ever, right. and they do the same thing for BVS. And, and, like, and that disparity annoys. And that disparity annoys me
2: because it's like, it's I mean, drastic. Where's the middle ground? Well, and that's what the, I mean. Like that's what I mean. I've gotten better at this, but I just, you know, I've gotten to the point where if you like this, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. Just so like, you can disagree calmly. Mm-hmm. But like, that's why I, I mean, I think the that disparity was more rampant in BVS than here. Yeah. But it is getting really tiring because it's just like uh, let critics have their opinions, mm-hmm. let fans have theirs.
1: Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, it's worth noting. This film does yeah. now have a one percent less on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty. Crazy. And however yeah. I feel about Rotten Tomatoes personally, it is the movie site for people. Yeah, I know. So I mean, it's one percent less. What? It's like I think BVS is twenty seven percent, Suicide 26. Squad is twenty six percent. I mean, it's but, just unrealistic. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it depends on what you're looking for. I think that I, I don't. I don't disagree with the critical thought that there are a lot of structural issues that are similar between these two movies. Yeah. And I would say there are things Suicide Squad does worse than BVS. As much as I hate BVS, it does have a consistent tone throughout. It's an, it's a it's wildly unappealing tone, but, but it's, it's a tone. It's grim
2: from start to finish, yeah.
0: Um, well, I... Go ahead. I don't know if you have one. Uh, yeah, this sort of plays into that. And this is a, a, a key thing that I want to mention. Because, you know, in general, I'm it And I'll give my review, my my score at the end of roughly where I am on this movie. Uh, it's gone down a slight bit since seeing it. That weight. I'm telling you, man. That <laughs> Um But... Um, is is the fact that this movie you know in some ways and, and uh, this doesn't weigh that highly for me but it does have a bit of another identity crisis and that is aside from just the tone that you're talking about I think identity crisis is inherent with the Suicide Squad in general because you have bad guys doing good things right mm-hmm. so there's going to be identity crisis anyway but fundamentally you know these are people that are only doing it, like I said before, because they have a bomb in their neck, like in the comics. That's always the way it was, right. and in this one, by the bar scene, they all are going literally just to do good, all of them. and to me, it's very hard to rationalize that decision to all go and do good in this moment for each other, for kinship, for whatever, and then still be villains and dead shot at the end to still like have his biggest dream of all to be to kill Batman. Yeah. What did Batman do to you? He tried to bring you to justice for doing horrible things, yeah. and didn't, didn't want to, you know, beat you to a pulp in front of your
4: daughter. Right, yeah, that's uh, kind of cool. That's he restraint. It ain't kill, kill you, like, like I, did people if we're about Batman, yeah, No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> if we're talking about Batman, the Batman in this movie really did irritate me. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you know how like, and this may be a skewed <clears throat> appreciation of Batman, but I read the Bat Family Batman, so he loves little kids, and he's like. He has Christmas specials, uh, and that's the Batman I I grew up with. Sure. And so I saw this movie, and he's like dark. He jumps down, and he's huge. He's like, Rrr. and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. What what Bruce Wayne would do is he'd be like, your daughter's here. We're gonna get you a job at Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
4: what he does for the person working on the street. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do that for Deadshot, the mass murderer. Right. That's an exaggeration
0: yeah. of the point. Right. But at the very least, he would say, I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, like, you know? something
4: he, like that. You would take him up. With a grappling hook by the ankle And be like, I didn't want to do this And there'd be no dramatic
0: moment in front of the daughter That that this movie wanted And that's the thing, was trying to juxtapose Giving these characters redeeming humanity and also make them the suicide squad right. is kind of just a misstep just in trying to do that period but i think at the same time i had to what i had to put that behind me and say to myself this is a movie going in a different direction this is a movie that's trying to be pg13 and have a heart and have characters that people can get behind even though there's in my mind, they're supposed to be supervillains. That's the whole point. Right. There's right. ten worst other movies about worst team ups. heroes ever, yeah. Right, there's yeah. a team up. Well, that's almost like Deadpool, like the worst. I know that's right. the quote about it, is worst right, heroes right, ever, right, but, right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like, these are bad guys, and that that's what makes this movie unique. Yeah. And and I gotta say, they kind of stripped that from it. Oh, like yeah. It no, makes they them act heroically. They
2: uh, went to Guardians of the Galaxy a lot of the times. So they did. Really, it yeah. even seems like it in that bar scene. Oh, and yeah. especially no, at the, the, end the end of the movie,
0: where you watch Killer Croc watching BET, that was no, right out of no, Marty's and, tones.
2: and the slow mo shot was a total uh, um, throwback. To they that. also had the gun going through
5: the air for 26 seconds. Yes. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> they also used you know Spirit in the Sky, which was also yeah. Really I know, I was like, come on, use that so again. Yeah. It, it's not subtle that they're that, you know it's not a bad movie to influence when you're going for an ensemble film in one movie. But moving to the characters, I think. What they sold it as is they were trying to make an ensemble film. I would, I think we can all agree it did. It failed at that of mm-hmm. creating a compelling full ensemble yes, because no there's kind of two tiers. There's like seven, really. There's seven main team members on the team when they get to the city, and there's the ones that actually have arcs and are characters, and then there's the people who just stand in the background for an hour. Yeah, two and
5: an hours. and none of them are related to each other, like yeah. the Deadpool or not Deadpool, <laughs> Dead Deadpool. Deadshot, Harley Quinn
0: yeah, relationship
5: yeah. made no sense to me. That seems right. so well, forced. you can't
0: have that. It, and have the other decision that was made. The only way you can have the Deadshot Harley thing and have it make sense is if she is spurning Joker. Well, right? Well, we that need to has see. to happen. I wouldn't want to see
4: her start to at least... Regret or to yes. want different than
2: what she had with
4: the Joker, but she totally
2: wanted it. And went back to exactly. It. They went with they, full on romance with well, Joker, right? And right. That's, they that's, went with it. That and was that's that was made. And It think, is problematic.
4: I think it works better when you show it as a problematic, abusive relationship that she is starting to come to terms with as being just that—an abusive relationship that she needs to get away from. And but you know, even with that, you can still have her going off with him. But we don't see her thinking about it. We don't see her wanting, because you know, even that bit, she's like, you know, have you ever loved somebody when she thinks he's dead? Instead right. of yeah, because there have been scenes where we've seen her like, have you ever loved somebody that you knew was bad for you that hurt you? Yeah, like even in see, the, back in the anime, animated, that, and it really have you?
0: Yeah. Because I was thinking that all of the whole like Harley having regret and being her own person and the feminist of it all really started very
2: recently. No, that goes no, like, like no. No, 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 no
0: in in the older story, she was more just
2: a victim. And like, then she started thing. writing her own comics. And, yeah, but there are... Know, there's, that's like.
1: very recent.
0: I just no, want to no, make that no 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 no, 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 no. The Harley Quinn getting away from the Joker's influence completely and doing okay, her own completely, thing. Completely, yes. Yeah, that's recent. And a lot of critics are, are just like, you know, I want to see that Harley. You, you know, know like, back in the 90s, no, no. They,
4: this is like the animated series, there's a great episode where she's talking to Bruce about, like, have you ever known... You know, have you ever loved somebody that was like bad for you that hurt you? And... She realized that this was an abusive relationship, oh, yeah. but she still is, you know, ends she up back in because there's a cycle of it's a abuse, and thing, that's yeah. a great portrayal because we need to see examples well, of this type of violence. That way, when we see these in real life, we know that they're problematic. Right? We know that this well, also, is not something. Not to mention romantic. Not to mention,
0: though, just that there has to be a cycle of abuse that's bringing her back. People aren't all bad or all good. There are things that she can see in a horrible monster that is Joker that she can like and love. I mean, it doesn't mean like he's not just a black spot that doesn't that has nothing. He's a dude, you know what I mean? He's a and person. Yeah, but we get and so, and and so and so romanticized version of their relationship and that's that she's yeah. yeah, I, No, in this movie, I, I think there's a lot of issues with that. Yeah, movie. I think
1: that was or, yeah, that was my thing where it's like I came out being like, because because overall, and I, I, we're talking characters. So I I liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, the things that were uh, honestly the things that worked least for me when it was kind of trying too hard to emulate it because like she said putting in Mr. J so much it was like driving me up a wall because it was just like that was like the one part where it felt like her vocal performance was like mm-hmm. I want to be Ar- Arlene Sorkin
0: and, right, and right, push right, that right. but yeah, but she didn't do the accent she
1: didn't not as fully but it was weird because I'm like I don't it, it's an ugly backstory and on some level I want to under. I, I want to be like ma- benefit of the doubt maybe they were like alright let's just try and White, not whitewash, but like clean the character up. But at the same time, it's like that is such an integral part. And what I like about the comics recently, that Suicide Squad run, is how she's like coming to terms with how no, this is a bad relationship that I shouldn't be in, and her being a survivor and being a strong one for it.
2: Well, and the other thing is, it's an ugly, complicated backstory, and they skim through it in one of those slick montage flashback Mm -hmm. sequences Mm -hmm. that they do at the beginning, and it was kind of cool. But it, but that also kind of glamorized it and really undermined its complexity because you have i mean it's it was it was a lot of homages to mad love right there and you even saw um it, when they do that brief second of her and the jester costume it was a throwback to that's cool. um, it was a homage to the iconic alex ross cover um which has that with the joker and the suit and then um her in, in the jester costume and and that's all very dark material you're treading on and If you're going to do that, and I'm hoping because there is, you know, talk about them making her own movie or like a women of DC Universe type thing. So I'm thinking like her and Poison Ivy versus the Birds of Prey kind of thing, which would be awesome if it was done right. But in order for that to happen, um, because that's obviously moving in the direction of the current New 52 rebirth Harley Quinn they need they needed to plant elements of that in this movie and mm-hmm. they started to but then they backed away from it okay. And, okay.
5: honestly what drew me to the character like I like that she's an independent character now yeah. but what drew me to the character originally was really connecting with the one like her struggling with still being with the joker
0: yeah like um I agree I think that's like, great
5: and and so for me the strength of the character doesn't come so much with breaking away like that's very good but it, it came with um, the emotion that came out of her romanticizing but still realizing that it was really hurting her. And then now that we've seen her break out of that, that's been an amazing run. But they needed to start in a place yeah. that was Well, there's, there's, an,
0: there's tremendous reality to that. Right. Like, if you want to talk, like, true to life, and uh, you know, it's, it's that there's tremendous reality. There, there's idealized, and then there's how it really is. And just because something isn't idealized doesn't make it not strong of her. And not, and not interesting of her and compelling.
5: Right, like, there's a strength to staying. Like, I I don't know. I, the guy it, I dated... Personally. I'll let you
0: say that. You it's know what I mean? Tr- it's tricky. <laughs> I mean, like, but, we
4: got to see this character who was, come like, coming to terms with it. And it's not... It wasn't criticizing her uh-huh. or trying to cast her in a bad light for her decision. We were seeing her going through this, and we got to see her strengths not that she was, you know, it wasn't saying you're doing a good thing and you're a good character because you're staying, mm-hmm. but we're seeing her as someone who is in that cycle and mm-hmm. is struggling with mm-hmm. that, and we got that—that that is a very real world image Yeah, it is wrong,
5: a, true, particularly to me, because in high school a guy I was dating was, like, hit me in the face and threatened me with knives and stuff and it was bad, like, it, it, it was a bad time, but I stayed anyway and it took a lot of strength I felt to say like this is a choice and I'm uh-huh. making this choice to love this person and so there there was wow. the realization that it was a bad thing that I was doing but it was also it took a lot of strength to stay and there was this conflicting thing and there wasn't like we talk a lot about the reasons people stay and there's usually like oh they have kids there's an economic reason uh-huh. and she has none of that and that always rung true to me because there was there is there are feelings there and to be able to have a character that looks very bluntly at the romance and at the pain is really nice and so to just like have that encapsulated and then to have her break free yeah. is really a good character art and I feel like they didn't do a good job setting And, this and it's almost like they approached it. Like yeah. there was almost at
0: the very end, like what you know almost the, where, where she gets electrocuted or, or right where she's about to dive into the the the, the sludge it's almost like she's like I almost feel like a slightly different cut of the movie could have been her, like, thinking, yeah. what am I doing? I yeah. I honestly, like, see, because, yeah, I agree, because
1: I, I like, the, I, I, I do like the current run where she has broken away, but I agree that you need that base. So, like, mm. I would have liked to see that base in this movie as hard as it would have been to watch.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: I feel like what the movie does with their relationship is go, the Joker really treats her like an equal, and they're both, they both have agency. <laughs> yeah, We're and and super that's cool rough. with each other, and we and can see weird. that it's obviously a bad relationship because they're both bad people, but it's not yeah. like he just seems to like really respect her and that's what you want out of a I, relationship yeah. in real life
2: And I think a lot but of that's
1: that, not the that doesn't make for the compelling character arc that the it's character Bonnie has Clyde, traditionally
2: not, not yeah. the right. Joker and Harley exactly. and I think a lot of that stems from how the tone shifted with the cuts of this movie because I mean mm-hmm. you had it shift to more lighter fun tone and you know, okay. How are we gonna put this story into a lighter, fun movie? That's and it could have you know.
5: been light and fun. Like, look at the animated series. Oh it's yeah, yeah, light yeah they, and fun they, they, the yeah, whole time right. they never like they, it's written for children. They right. never they go into it. the deep darkness. And yet, and you watch it as an adult, and you still see it. Mm-hmm. Like, and they didn't have to. They didn't have to sacrifice the light yeah. to still have this horrible thing on right, the surface. Right.
0: That's what I mean. I'll take a great example of that. And I thought it was yeah. maybe a little darker than it was than, than maybe some of the other episodes. But the Clayface episode. About the actor who loses his looks, yeah, I yeah. use the analogy of clayface to, to to talk about that and how you know he has this accident and he's like now dependent on this clay to make his face and he still has some great roles after that. But and then the deterioration—that's just another example of really good uh, using these characters to tell powerful stories about people. But I love what you said and I, I appreciate you sharing that story and I and I think it's really. I think it's really interesting. It, it just speaks to how complex real people are versus yeah. the depictions we often see of them. So when you see a depiction like you saw Harley uh, during that time and, and saw it mirror your experience, the same way Ms. Marvel, uh, the current Ms. Marvel, uh, mirrors a lot of it, maybe not in such a uh, tough way, but mirrors the experience that a lot of uh, Muslim Americans have. Um, that's seeing that mirrored for good or bad or, or indifferent is really valuable. It, that
1: And that brings... Uh, deviating from characters a little bit, because I agree with that thing, you know, being Muslim American myself, seeing... Like, that, there are moments in Ms. Marvel that really do hit home in a way that nothing else does. You know, I see a... I mean, I, I look like and get the privilege of being white as all get out. Um, but I see plenty of white guys doing stuff in cinema, and I don't care anymore, but having those characters is important. And one thing that was brought up by Sean Gerber at Modern Myth Media that I thought was really important is a big part of why this film probably is finding extra success is because it is pretty diverse. I mean, this is a diverse cast of... Latino, African-American women characters. I mean, the, the white dude on the team is easily the one that's most, like, pushed to the side.
0: Oh, and, and, actually, like, and yeah. actually, if you look at it, the two stars of this movie are Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. One of whom is a woman and one of whom is an African-American. Right. And, and right there, you know, you have... I mean, really, I'm just looking forward to the time. This is a very controversial thing to say. I'm looking forward to a time when that's just the norm and we don't even have to talk about it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, there's an actor, there's an actor. Uh-huh. That'll be great. I, I mean, I know we're further than that than I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but, but, oh, but regardless... In the whole movie,
4: is I mean, Will Smith is making his demands for his daughter about like good schools, you know, Ivy League, and if her grades start slipping, <laughs> white people, that shit. That and, is a really good line. Yeah, I mean, there is, there's so much truth in that, and it's one of those things that it's
0: not often represented in media. So that's yeah. one of my favorite things in the whole. No, movie. that is that is a really good line. I think there's, I think there's a lot of good lines. I think that David Aircut of that movie would have had a lot more of those kind yeah, of subtly like biting yeah. lines. Uh, I think that that's that's really something that well, we may never know because he's telling the company line on this which is probably in fact I would say definitely the right decision but we may never know with the 10 minutes of deleted scenes we're going to get they're yeah. probably like you know, I really 2 minutes rethink, of Joker.
2: I really hope they 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 rethink that. Do They have a director's guide? I and mean, this is one I want to see, you know. Oh like, god, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think um I think what what's yeah, I, I overall I I think the problem with Harley Quinn, for me, was nothing to do with Margot Robbie. I love her. I'm, I look forward to seeing more films with her
0: as Harley mm. Quinn. It's
1: that they captured a lot of the surface stuff that makes the character yeah. great without any of the, the, the depth. depth. I think there's room to improve on that in the future. I'll Hopefully
0: you, they will. I'll tell you one thing they got really right with her character, in my opinion, was mixing the crazy with the desirable. Yes. <laughs> that was very, That's a tough balance to get. Is like, why would guys uh, want to get with this girl who is absolutely insane and might yeah. bite your whatever off. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, At yeah. any your moment. And, and, yeah. Right, your <laughs> nose, exactly. Or a finger, one might say. Yeah. No, and, and yet, I could. she pulled off that balance of really, well. really sexy and uh, desirable and really dangerous. Yeah. It Really well. I thought she walked that razor wire really well. So that part was good. If, if only there had been a little bit more. And that's what I loved so much about the you own that shit because it was introspective. And there wasn't a lot of introspection for any of the characters, really. Um, Yeah, getting, I
1: mean, we can rattle off a few of these because they they did do very little, and I think it goes to how much I like them went to how much I like the characters. Like, Katana's on the team... And she gets one C yeah, and There's not much she where she's to her talking sword sword, right? And we
4: don't ever see how she it's... is related to Flag, to Waller, to Argus. Like, she, yeah, Task she, she just shows up. She's yeah, just she's there, good. and yeah. like, oh yeah, she she's shouldn't. got my
0: back. It's great that they have an Asian character in the movie. Yeah, but that they... said, she should not have been poor riding. Movie. Yeah, she, she should there's not like have been in this Slip, movie. Slipknot should not have either.
1: No, well, Slipknot
0: was a thing. You gotta have a red shirt. You gotta have a red shirt. I get that they want to show that these bombs will go off and that that's not a
1: veiled threat. Um, Slipknot is just a low enough level character that no one even knew he was a DC
0: villain. Right, right. And right. I thought he was, was a band. Off. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he is a band. Fair enough. I mean, he even looks like the people that they dress up in that band. Yeah, like he yeah. looks like a Slipknot member. He looks like the drummer or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, when you're trying to get this
1: down to a 210 cut, I, I get why you don't maybe give him a scene. Maybe they shot a scene of Slipknot. no, but but no scene
0: is necessary. Just a, 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 a bullet list. Just give me a freaking. Just have it say Slipknot, master of escaping any situation, and then go <laughs> Slipknot. That was and just rock down the different points just so that the spo- it isn't spoiled that he's fucking dead. Right. Uh but then yeah, yeah the, so Katana had it. But again, I, for,
1: that's where it's like it's a, it's a line of being a fan or not because I bring a lot to Katana cuz I really enjoyed Tatsu's arc on season right. 3 of Era. that was I like one of the liked that the character. Mm-hmm. of that
2: season, yeah.
1: Um but yeah, so you have Katana and then you have who I think is, for me, was the the most bland in the background was uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, who See, was I'm nothing just, like they were trying to build know, him up
2: to be in the trailers. You know who I'm going to say is the most bland? Actually, I don't because it says me rich, but Rick Flack. I thought I'm like <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, it's yeah, fine. I, mean, I I mean, I, nothing against Rickon, but like they made it. Like, I mean, he, they were Rick Flack is supposed to be this great military leader and have this charisma to him and all that, but. He looked more like a stoner kind the character of character. Was poorly I written. I mean, character yeah, was poorly yeah. written.
0: They didn't give him the stuff to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he but may, even, may the, even have been poorly cast. even.
2: But even just yeah, and even just like the should have know, been um, right. The, I mean, it could have just been Macho. Well, I think that was the one Tom Hardy was originally going to play, and then he couldn't because of scheduling conflicts. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So and it so was so him in
0: second string to Hardy? Yeah, yeah. You, no, no, so. no, 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 no. But what I mean is like. I just think he shouldn't have been in the conversation at all. Yeah. If you need a second pick, it should never be Joel Kinnaman.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I,
0: that's, that's just... That's I love how you love, That's
2: fine. I love Joel so, Kinnaman. He's the shit. He Cap- so Captain Boomerang, like... I mean, yeah, he was... But... I kind of think that they let just let Jay Courtney have some fun with that because he was totally there for nothing but comedic relief and like mm-hmm. one-dimensional character, but but he wasn't though. Like half the
1: time he might yeah, like have just,
2: a joke, he half he the weird. time it like cut to him and he said nothing. Yeah, I know. I didn't. It was expect, weird. I like I, the boomerang. I mean, I expected next to nothing with that, you know, because like I mean, people were making fun of from the beginning that Jack Courtney was going to play it because I mean, he's one of the more bland actors in Hollywood. What's he been in? You, um, Terminator Genesis. He's Kyle Reese. There. Okay. What else? Um, what else?
1: He's really he in? good in smart. Like I'll, I'll say, I'm kind of like rich Spart, with Joel okay. Kinnaman, where it's like okay. I just have. An I don't have any. I'm just speaking right, yeah. for like
2: the. That's what the general opinion of him is. Um. So yeah, I, I, I actually. But no, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Yeah, because you know, uh, in the, I mean, he has really quippy dialogue usually in the comics and all that, and um, in the movies and stuff, and. I hear they just I mean, like he's such, a dirt bag. he's such a dirtbag He's such
3: a
0: dirtbag in this movie
2: Like I he's wish he just, wasn't just such he's a, a dirtbag He's yeah.
4: just someone who's making weird eyes has his little toy you know killing and things you can't even like look and relate at him at no, all. No. and, and there's, there's also just a side trip piece
1: yeah. yeah honestly it feels like there are things that they they probably would have cut out if they weren't still trying to preserve the sense of him being fun like the scene from the trailer of him popping a beer actually plays in that trailer but in the movie it's just such a throwaway moment that you could have easily pulled out there's yeah. no there's no character or life to him that there should have been like they they say early on he doesn't play well with others and he really doesn't over the now, course of the movie
0: just a little aside now that you mention that we I, I didn't we didn't cover the issue of the reshoots and I do want to just touch on that real quick and then we'll get back to characters so the idea of the reshoots there were everybody knows like in July or June or something there were some reshoots right? or maybe it was earlier it, like it was earlier yeah. it April. was after BVS so, so there were yeah. reshoots for this movie after BVS which makes some people give significance to potentially um, it was ten million dollars in reshoots, uh-huh. and there's a lot of thoughts on what those might have been. Um, however, David Ayer did come out and say at the time uh, this was not because everybody was like, "Oh, it's a it's a funny pass." They're doing a tonal light in the movie pass, and they had yeah. scenes to be able to do that. And Ayer came out at the time and he said this was planned from the very beginning to have reshoots. These were the reshoots haven't changed that much since the beginning of this movie. You are completely incorrect. The idea or, of this being a funny pass is. Uh, preposterous. Well,
2: and it's the other thing about what you said about, you know, the internet being controlling so much of what we say about it, because, it, like, I, I, I saw um, Zach Stentz tweet this, you know, is like um, you know, he's the writer of X-Men First Class, and um, some Flash episodes and stuff, and he said that uh, you know, every big Hollywood movie undergoes reshoots, it's just like the ones that are publicized get all the attention and all that, and fan response are like, no, you know, no, stay out of our movie, like, stop playing the studio interview. It happens all the time, it's just like, they don't it, because of the internet, because uh, you know, entertainment sites report on every little bit of news that comes their way, we know about it now.
0: I mean, this movie, we, we do know, I'll tell you one thing, we do know that so much was left on the cutting room floor. Like, yeah. I cannot. Be- I would love to watch, I would sit down for like a weekend like, with David <laughs> Ayer and just like watch, you know, 48 hours of footage of great shit that I bet you was in this movie. And we get to Joker, I want to say something about that as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just that, like I'll give you a great example about Joker and Harley do you guys remember the set photos that were like all the rage it was one of the first things that came out about this movie on Twitter and it was photos of the Joker uh-huh. belly exposed chest uh-huh. exposed with all his cats with a with a, with a, uh, a purple jacket on right, right. in a purple Lamborghini driving around, and Harley Quinn chasing him on a motorcycle, yep. and it was just the Joker doing this, and the Joker doing that, and the Joker going, ah, yeah, yeah, and it was just like set shots of this. That whole scene was wiped. It was not in this Right, film. right. That, so that's an entire big set piece scene that's just gone from the movie. Oh, I mean. And it just, and that's what we know of. You know what they say about roaches, you know what I mean? You see <laughs> one, for every one you see, there's a hundred you don't <laughs> see, you know what I mean? Think about, think about all the scenes there were that we didn't see. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's 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 it boggles
1: my mind. It makes me wonder what if. To yeah. to me with the, the the reshoots, yeah. I like Kevin said, every movie has reshoots. Yeah. And honestly, the fact that this movie was missing comedy that was in the trailer says to me these weren't probably comedy right, reshoots. Right. There might have been new comedy added, but I don't think it was like, oh no, we need to funny up Suicide Squad in a hurry. I don't, I don't think it was nah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Killer Croc was also in this film.
2: Uh, I actually yeah. thought he had he more scene
1: stealing lines than I would have expected. Yeah. I always
2: like uh, Keller Krakas' character. He's kind of fun. I mean, he's like, really you know, like more. He kind of just. Uh, what I like about him is he always just kind of wants to do his own thing. And, you know, he's frankly fine, like, mm-hmm. hiding away from society and everything. And, and I thought, I cannot pronounce his name, but uh, a really good actor. But. A while um,
1: can you Abaje? A okay, probably butchered like a, that, but. No, What's okay. been in? Lost was his bit. Ba- he was Mr. Yeah. Echo on the- Oh, that's yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't... Under all that makeup, how can well, you yeah, tell yeah, much of anything?
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah. Oh,
1: but he brought... He, I liked the,
2: him better. I, I mean, I, I had fun watching it. I mean, it was a cool... you know. Yeah. I, and I'm kind of hoping to see him maybe show up in... Future Batman movies, it'd be entertaining. I, I yeah.
5: wish that other people had interacted with him more, though, because yes. they, all Underpl- sort of, yeah, they all sort of yeah they all sort of. Oh, did he
2: have any lines before the bar scene?
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't no, know. he did little one-liners, little guttural's where you're looking at his teeth, like those are weird looking teeth.
3: But yeah. like,
5: it's so like, if a character is going to do their own thing, everyone else has to engage them so that they can shut them down and yeah. do their own thing. And yeah. no one really tried with him. Yeah, he was just like chilling in the corner. Yeah. And for for so, me,
0: I think I think I could have enjoyed him more if I didn't kind of have a distaste for those type of characters in general. I know they need to be on the team, but like Drax, historically for me, I can't stand Drax. Really, like the performance was oh, busted. Wow. Didn't like Drax. Uh, didn't like anything uh, about uh, that. Oh, uh, 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 sacrilege uh, or whatever. whatever. Uh, okay. okay. Krog okay. is just underutilized. Like okay. he's a
4: good character okay. that has like a good backstory, and you know we see a tiny bit of that. I don't even know flag. his backstory. Yeah, I mean uh, just. Skin condition, yeah. who is just grows up in the circus. It's yeah, a he's, sideshow. is a freak he's and is yeah. just abused. But and we see a little bit of this with you know Flag coming up and he's like, "You're not scared." And Flag's just like, "No." Nah. Like you know, looking at good him, scene for Flag. Like by good, the way, good scene for both of them. But this uh, thing that they didn't touch on and utilize hardly anymore. And all of these characters have a good you know history with Batman and. Crocs one of those more that's tragic that's just there wants to be left alone, and is just you know thrown into this movie and not yeah. like I'm sure there's probably several deleted scenes with him. Right? It yeah, was, I would I would love to. It just felt like there were theoretically like. Batman bringing him in type yeah. of scene and it seemed like all the other Bat villains also, how are any of them alive if you know m- you know murder Bat has anything to do with them? no <laughs> that was
1: before Superman I
4: was, so, I, the, the whole thing it's a mess this universe
1: the oh, the they should about... all be dead
0: well no but I mean they're also forces to be reckoned with in most cases like you don't just go kill Killer Croc that easily I mean but if there's, there's 50 dudes he's if, dead if, I if, the, if there's a Batman that murders all of them die
4: hands down
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the... Well, there's not a Batman that murders supervillains. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, he doesn't. He, the, them he puts in jail. It's one of the inconsistencies
1: of these movies.
0: I, yeah, I'm trying court. to forget the whole Batman murder thing. I know it happened. I know it happened a lot, but I just have to think that they're going to retcon that because it's just got to be retconned. Because yeah, I like, think twenty I mean, percent at least of no, Batman's look, the character biggest is he doesn't. The in jail. biggest yeah.
1: defense that people give them in the movie is that he got more intense after Superman in that incident. So if you could, you the the. Weak, the best admittedly possible. weak argument is that he caught all these people before Superman showed up. <laughs> yeah. That is the admittedly weak argument for why he didn't take them out. Uh, I agree. I think the Joker would be so dead if, if, if this bad, to. yeah. He would have hunted um, him down. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so we does. talked, That's... we talked to all the
0: lesser people, we oh. talked uh, El Diablo, we talked, um, well, I'd I'm, like to say We haven't said enough about Kinnaman yet, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> I liked El Diablo, I, I honestly again, I, I was surprised, I was, I was happy to hear you say that about him in Suicide Squad, because I felt like I, I had a weird affinity for him in that book, but I thought he was really well-written there. Oh, I think he's... Yeah, no, and I think I thought, he, uh, I thought Jay Hernandez did a good job of bringing the character. I thought because it was
2: I, a killer performance. He was, and I, I mean, what I like about Diablo in relation to the other characters, at least in the book, and, I mean, here as well, too, like, like a good performance, um, that... He's the more heroic of the. All the others are really bad guys, you know, and um, don't want to be there. Interesting he though, he's the one more, who's done the most egregious. He's on the thing. he's on the most, and I mean, killing name, your kid and his is, name, you know. I mean, like, and um, so I like that, you know, aspect of reconciliation about him. Um, and I think that was. I mean, subtly hinted at, hinted at here. I mean, again, out of left field, seen in per- the end. But personally, if- I think that I think that his character
0: had a really good uh, arc. I think it started, okay, yeah, I, yeah. Start, I think it's start, not an arc. No, se, I would say he. But I it mean- started in. He's in this tube. Right, and they come up and he's like I won't be your weapon I'm done with this stuff right, that's it right, I'm not and then he right. pulls up a little image of something I mean I thought that was cool just his yeah. powers and his passivity then as the movie goes on he's kind of just standing there yeah maybe it's a little farcical that he wouldn't get killed by just standing there but regardless he doesn't even care if he's killed right, maybe right, he was right. hiding under a car who knows what he was doing right. but as the movie goes on you know, he's he he's sort of evolving in, in his thought processes, bonding with these characters. And by that bar scene, I mean, there, admittedly, there isn't a lot of time for every character to have a full, well-developed arc with multiple yeah. touch points. But in that bar, like, that scene was his scene. Like, that was his and Harley's scene. Yeah. There were other people that made little blippy comments, but primarily that was their scene. And even more than anybody's, it was El Diablo's scene. Right. And right. also, the finale. Actually, he does have an arc when you think about it. at yeah, the think... end, he his great sacrifice is the perfect cap to that arc. I think
1: he had a great arc. I yeah, I, I mean, now I think it was a movie, I think he did have the best. I think it was a movie full of very weak arcs, so it wasn't, didn't take much to stand out. But yeah, I thought he had a, a solid arc. In a movie where I didn't really care what was happening a lot of the times, him dying did bum me out. It yeah. got a reaction. It I was sad got... to see him go. I would like to see him back for a sequel, but I guess they completed the art.
5: I love the little fire things that he would make. This is not to have to do with this character at all. No, I,
0: like... <laughs> it it feeds in. Yeah. No, it definitely does. It's it's all about his sort of personality. Yeah, you know? and like
5: he had the little crown when he killed all the people in the like, prison yard and he was making the little words of the fire. It was like finally there's a fire character. Yeah that it doesn't cool. just like click the finger on it off. I think, right.
0: that, I think that's actually more important than you think because it shows us that here's a guy and we don't really I don't know his whole backstory real well I forget uh, the comic stuff but here's a guy that probably was in you know I mean he has a lot of tattoos and stuff he was probably involved in gangs or he was probably yeah yeah they yeah, said, yeah, they, yeah no, he, he was yeah, like, drug running right and so because of all of that oh that's right that's right because his wife was mad about that was the point and so because of all of that he's a guy who hasn't really had he's had to be tough and strong and right. like brutal and so to see some levity from him, that's cool. Mm-hmm. To show that, like, this guy, you know, everybody is not a 100% monster, and if no one is, you know? And so, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, also, we haven't talked about Amanda Waller much. Yeah. Perfect cast. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna no, go no, through no, the whole she's list. Okay. No, okay. we can go there. Yeah, Amanda yeah, yeah. Waller.
1: Uh, Viola Davis Nailed is a great I mean, actress.
2: I want to I mean, see her yeah. more in it. I mean, because, you know, I mean... Um, she was in it enough for me, but I hear you. Yeah, I mean, like, I it was just, like... You you've know, seen there, but... Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's always been a character. Like, I was introduced to her in the Justice League animated series, and just always this, just so cold and um, unrelenting. And yeah, I mean, I just loved how she commanded the scene. She was—I mean, she's standing next to generals, and they look like they're about to pee in their pants. I mean, like she just has that intimidation about her, and Bill Davis just nailed it.
4: Reputation of yeah. shooting everyone in a room yeah, just because.
2: Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Um,
4: yeah, she's signed for three more pictures, too.
1: Awesome. So I think this is a character you can build up as, like, again, she fits the darker tone of the DCEU. She can yeah. be the Nick Fury for the DCEU. Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to see her come back time I'm and time I didn't again. know
0: she was signed on for three. That makes me really happy. Yeah, it does. Um, she's, she's, she's excellent. Um, she she definitely is.
1: Um, and again, it, it speaks to one of the things I did, like, legitimately liked, a lot of what I liked about this was because I liked a action film. I legitimately liked that this film was not headed by white dudes. Yeah. Like She was in charge. Yeah. She's an African-American woman with, uh, you know, flag
0: answered to her. And, and, and Deadshot and Harley were arguably the next in command Yeah. Right. team. Uh, but
1: Deadshot, we, we've talked a little bit about. Uh, I thought he was a little very much... The Will Smith
0: performance, but sure. I like yeah. the Will Smith. What they brought what him was in for. It was fun. Yeah. they brought him in. They said, "Hey, you got any Will Smith performances left in yet? <laughs> he was like, "I got a whole bunch." Right. That's oh, yeah. been in question
1: the past few years. He hasn't been the draw
0: he, he used to be. After as Earth much. is a piece. That's true. But yeah, he he brought it here. I think he did a good job. Oh, I think that my problem with with him is a problem that I have kind of with the whole movie. At first, until I decided to uh, uh, what is what is that awesome book quote? Uh, how I how I learned to uh, stop worrying and uh, enjoy the bomb, or something like. What was that? Book right, so how I learned
1: to stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah, yeah something
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean it was just it was literally um, I just had to sort of let this go, and that is, and a lot of things fall into this category. The Joker and Harley relationship being softer, and them being in love, and there being nothing you know real about that. Really, is just sort of fantasy zone. The fact that. Deadshot, who kills people for a living very remorselessly, loves his daughter, and I can buy that. But just the tenderness he has with her, he's her she's his whole goal, uh-huh. uh, the relationship they have. It's very hard for, if you want to really think about it, to, a- to rationalize those two selves. This, I'll give you an example, the primary thing that really blows it for me. Going after his number one dream is to kill Batman, and, go, and then at the end of the movie, even still, after all that he went through, they're still saying, he's like, he's like I'm off to Gotham, i got something to clean up. It's like, really? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to go kill Batman? None of that mattered to you? Well, it sounded like it mattered to you. And so I just had to... That that moment was... I'm going to throw that moment no, out no, as no, the aberration. I, I think...
4: No, because his daughter's in Gotham. He wasn't saying that about, like, he's going to go try to kill Batman at the end. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not still right. in prison. Yeah, like, he's no, going No, 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 no. I'm not that, talking about... Uh, oh, I'm right. talking about four... No, oh,
0: and he they was don't that, know that are that okay. still alive. Right at that point,
1: but no, his daughter was in Gotham, so that yeah. that would be how I would read that. I mean, I mean okay. he
4: his number one dream isn't just always been about getting the bat. He he blames Batman for being caught because otherwise he'd he, be with his daughter. Uh, okay, All so right, that's, that's, that's what it's yeah, about. Yeah. It. It's not just that he's a sociopathic killer because he even before then, you know, they touch on the fact that he only kills men. Sure, sure. People no, that's kill kind of women terrible. and children. He's very much about it from a. Uh, monetary scene i 'm really
0: glad I brought it up because you 're absolutely i think you 're absolutely right i i will I, I go back on that what i what I, but it still fits in with the narrative of because that was the aberration to the narrative of these are softer kinder general gentler villains uh-huh. and every one of them is like I mean just take El diablo he 's completely repentant he sacrifices himself mm-hmm. for the greater good at the end Margot Robbie, who talks about i 've done bad things but you better own your shit uh talking about um Will Smith, who's doing everything he's doing for his daughter to try to give her a better life and build their relationship up more, ostensibly. And the list goes on. Uh, I'm trying to think about the other ones. Killer Croc, he just wants to be left alone. Um, You know, there's so many characters in this movie that they just really, you know, they just really just want to be left alone or, you know, kind of, they're not that bad. And I just had to come to grips with that to enjoy this movie, that it is a PG-13, softer, gentler Suicide Squad. I... I I think,
1: look, I I think it's a poorly done arc, but I I think you need characters to change. And uh, maybe they could have done it more that they're begrudgingly okay with being a hit team for the
0: government. Another change would have been different. But to have them say, our bombs are now a non-issue, but fuck it, let's go take out the Enchantress and save the world, and let's do it because Rick Flag's in love. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that's exactly what happens, but it's... It's It's not well
1: articulated. I won't argue that. Um... But uh, speaking of... So now we really just have the two big villains left. Uh, We all know who the the big one to talk about is. But uh, with Enchantress,
0: generic threat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: Gorgeous, though. You like like her looks.
0: (laughs) For (laughs) some reason, for some reason, reason. Paper Towns, etc. Cara Delevingne just doesn't... I don't know. Something about her looks. It's
5: her eyebrows, isn't it?
0: Yes! (laughs) It is her freaking eyebrows, I think. Well, I'll say that... They bother me. I wish they didn't.
5: Yeah, and I think it was... And they they usually do, but they didn't in this movie. That's
1: funny. I, I liked I liked parts of it. It, it. I was kind of split on it because there were things I like, like the the effects of like June transforming into enchantress, like the <laughs> hand so turns, cool. yeah. and just cool. the look of her as like normal enchantress. I thought was cool and her abilities, but. Her as, like, the high priestess
2: was one of the most laughably bad effects. It was, no. Birth movies, death, described it as, like, Brendan Fraser mummy. Type thing. <laughs> it, that whole scene, it was, like... She was belly dancing. It was, yeah, it was, it was, was, was but, and, like, Incubus, weird. and then there are minions and all that. I'm like, what? Come on, this could have been better. Yeah,
1: buddy, it was the one place I where the CGI really took it hard. Because oh, I liked yeah. El Diablo's effect. I yeah, like, that was cool. When
2: he did the Big Fire thing, um... Deadshot riled him up for it, you know that was awesome. But yeah,
0: I'd have to, I'd have to agree. I think, um, I think personally, Enchantress was maybe one of the weakest things about the movie. I didn't like. I think as a villain. I mean, I overall enjoyed this movie, but I think that Enchantress was not any of the reasons yeah. why he did. Yeah, now, I did. Now that said, I agree with you. The trappings of Enchantress were cool. The lore of Enchantress mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. The heart in the box is cool.
1: Yeah, and and again, me, for me, it was more just the high priestess looking so goofy. But like when she transformed back, and there was that scene of like all the smoke and her like crouched over with the glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. That was a great shot, and I thought she made for a really good fight scene. Yeah. In fact, I liked the action throughout the movie as yep. samey as it could be at times. I thought everyone got some cool stuff. Like I, I liked Katana more than I probably should it's have. So Everything
0: you're saying sounds like a ass. 7 to me, man. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny to say it. Uh, so, but...
1: Okay, you know, we talked about it a little in terms of relationship with Harley Quinn, but obviously the big takeaway, the thing we've... A lot of people have already argued about yeah. to death is my boy. Jared Leto's Joker. My boy. Oh, dude, you got... Enough. Oh, my God, Rich has Nuh. a
0: keychain of Jared Leto's Joker. My boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> goodness. So, I so Rich, first more. of all, I got this keychain. It's, it's a little uh, mini-mate uh, keychain of the Joker. Yeah. I got it free with the movie ticket. Okay. okay. Uh, but, um, but I put it, it, put it on my keychain. I put it on my keychain, and Batman's here, too, so it's Batman and the Joker. Isn't that kind of cool? Um,
1: so, anyway, Rich, Rich uh, you know what? Joker? Set the defense. You're, okay. you're clearly the most in love with this okay. uh, performance.
0: Right. Um I think that if we had seen uh, the movie that Jared Leto maybe thought he was making with the Joker as mm-hmm. much more of a, a, a part of this movie with iconic scenes like whatever the equivalent in this movie of the Why So Serious scene was, yeah. whatever, the, whatever the equivalent of, is, would have been of showing off, us yeah. of showing us where he came from and how he became who he is, I think Jared Leto, if he had had those scenes, the rest of the scenes would have cohesively fit into the performance and you would have seen what he was going for. That's fair. I think we have an auteur guy, an auteur performer. We know from Dallas Buyers Club that he's a fan, phenomenal actor. Um, I think he went a little overboard on the um, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, method but and the method acting but I think that every time he was on the screen I was completely enraptured and fascinated and I was enjoying every moment of it. When he was on that screen I was like, ooh, I want to see it. I was hungry for more Joker the whole time watching that movie. In fact, I'll point out an example. I was When I was that did sound bad, didn't it? <laughs> but when I was when I was watching the previews, I, and I know a lot of people felt this. Maybe not anyone in this room, but I know a lot of people felt like, boy, like every time you'd see a Joker scene, you just eat it up. You want to rewind the trailer and be like, "Ooh, what's he doing with the Joker? What directions is he taking this character in?" And I just I, I found that. You know, it, it was as good as it possibly could have been given the movie, uh, the setting, the, amount, the little amount of material he was given. I think he really did the most with very, very little about what, uh, uh, ability to be in that movie. I mean, he's he's stuck on that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 attached onto it so that they can sell mini mates like the one on my keychain and every other Joker thing and Joker and the Har- and Harley. I don't know why they didn't make it a Joker and Harley movie. I don't know why. Maybe they wanted to make it different, and I understand that that impulse. But, like, if you're going to put the Joker in the movie, if that's important to you, let him have the movie he's supposed to have. And I think if all of us had seen the Joker performance that Leto really gave us, I think we'd be a lot more impressed universally. But me personally, every time he was on the screen, I was having a freaking blast watching him. I thought he was fascinating to watch. Uh, I'm more.
5: Uh, like, the, the opposite opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll,
2: I'm more agreeing, so you guys go ahead and then
1: I'll talk Okay. About. You guys first guest, because uh, I, I have my destruction of the character ready. I, I'm...
5: All right. So I don't even really like the inception of this Joker. Like I feel like they took a traditionally, well, okay. So you, you said that he his his look really came from the cartels. They sort of like took what they added to his character and they pulled it from a place that doesn't that isn't associated traditionally with the character, and they did it in a rather disrespectful way. Because they're not saying, they're not changing the past of the character, they're not changing who he is or where he came from, they're just saying, this stuff is scary, it's usually associated with this group of people, and we're going to stick it, this is not coming off right. I'm trying to well, say... Well, they're using these
4: elements that come from a different culture that has nothing to do with the, with the Joker, that the Joker's not involved with in any way, shape, or form, and they're throwing these elements on him because he's deviant and he's scary and you should be afraid of him because he's the type of person who has, you know, all these face tattoos and things like that. Well, and that's not ever associated with his character beforehand. I, 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 so yeah. it just seems like a way of cultural appropriation uh, instead of appreciation. And it's done in a way that's supposed to be like, he is deviant and he is I scary. I don't think there's any
0: need for us to tiptoe around gang culture. Like, gang cult- gang yeah. culture is bad. Well, well, I but, mean, there's nothing to tiptoe around. Oh, no, I'm talking about... I'm just saying. Though, well, like, you like, you know, they've, they've
4: said specifically, like, it was drawn on from, like, cartel... And they said
5: specifically Mexican cartels, and you can sort of see that with, especially, I felt, like, the jackets, the bright colors, and, like, Harleys, and that style in particular is not always bad. Like, it's not always from bad people, but it was done in a way that was, like, we are deviant, therefore we wear this, and it associated them with a group, like, a culture that... Is they're it, not ever
4: a part of it before, and yeah, so it's no, that part of it I can completely yeah. Like it's you just it's, it's out of left field, and yeah. then it's just like done because we're supposed to view it as deviant, and, and so I and don't, it's
2: just a little throwback to some of Air's other movies because he wrote Training Day. He did um, what's the, the, the egg so of I don't understand. I, I
0: mean, I think that just just as a, in a one second response to that or ten seconds is that I think that what they were trying to do in a lot of like when you're when you're doing costume and character design, you got to find some. I, I don't know the words they use, but they, a reference point. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just try to find something to make it look different. And Heath Ledger's Joker was so its own thing. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker was so its own thing. Where do you go with the new Joker? Like, I, I don't know probably. what I would do if I had a blank sheet of paper and I had to draw a Joker.
5: And the thing is, I don't know what I would do either, but I would not do this because it felt like they were taking... I'm, I'm not able They're to... They are just
4: taking pieces from a culture that the Joker has never historically been involved with. Just wow. for the sake of like, he's supposed to be scary. So, yeah, like, when has he ever been involved with you know clubs and you well, know, that's games what I think though. That's stuff, but like I that.
0: think they like they were trying to. I think it's less. I mean, I I don't know. I know you have a source from the cartel thing, so I, I can't really refute that point because I haven't seen the source material. But I do see like when you look at the Skrillex and the Lamborghini and the jacket and the grill and all of that stuff, it's very much urban. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, and and he does rock. He does hang out in the club. I think what they were going for is like a. Like a younger uh, hip hop Joker, and I don't
4: understand like why they took that direction with the Joker because it felt like they chose those elements because of the stereotypes and because of the prejudice that we will just you know they want the audience to view that as deviant when it's not necessarily deviant. It's just something that. People are going to view that and yeah, like bring their
0: own prejudice into, and be like, oh yeah, it's bad because this stuff is bad. I think you need both pieces of that argument to make it make sense. So I see why you would give both pieces. Right, so both I'm... pieces are it wouldn't just be bad, except for the fact that it also has nothing to do with his past. Right. So that that's why you it's that it's done with the, the appropriation of... factor. I get, I get. So what it you just it is. just seems weird for I the, the character, like the Joker,
4: who is just typically, you know. Off yeah. the wall. No, and, that's valid. Thank that's you very for valid. putting
5: these two pieces together because I've been having a hard time articulating why it bothers me. And right. it doesn't bother me because these aspects are there. There are bad people who do bad things and they sometimes have grills. But the Joker doesn't have a grill. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> right. So why put a grill on the Joker unless you're saying the Joker has a grill because bad people have grills? And then you associate yeah, the right. culture that that comes from. That's not and, something
2: I even thought about. I, I didn't actually, think about getting no, that it. That's a really good valid it, point. It's
1: definitely worth bringing up. And I think one of the differences is it, it is a unique take on the Joker, which we've mm-hmm. seen definitely. Done before as, as far as coming up with a new thing. But when you look at, and I, I, Kevin has a poster, so I'm looking at him right now. When <laughs> when you have the Dark Knight Joker, it's not fully the traditional Joker. It's definitely a different date, right. but it, it mm-hmm. isn't doing cultural appropriation. It could be, like, a lot of people have the theory that he's like a soldier from Iraq who yeah. really messed up. And that can be anything. That can be just, you could see that as a j- backstory for this, uh, you know, traditionally white character. Yeah. Uh, well, you look at
2: the comics now. There are three Jokers. That yeah. joke. they, <laughs> tried to go, they, they
0: tried to go. I think. I think it, it, it went in the wrong direction, and it definitely did some some bad things in that way. And I totally agree with what you say now that you've brought it up. But they were trying to go with a hip and cool uh, Joker, yeah. and and a, they thought here's their their mindset. Modern. We want modern Joker. Okay, what's modern? Hip hop culture is modern. What's also modern? Dubstep's modern, modern. Skrillex is modern. Skrillex and fa- facial piercings, and then like mix that with what Lil Wayne's got going on, and and kind of make put together this sort of modern uh, rapper Joker, rapper Joker, right? I mean, that's really what he is. He's like the hip hop rapper Joker plus the cartel angle. Um, and 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 I think it's it's just it's one way to go with it. It I, doesn't I, really. It's not that strong. I I can
4: see how it can have been. You know, they got there from an innocent enough. You know. Point, but it just comes off very strange. Very, for that yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely. And I agree I, with you completely
0: on that point. No, and I as agree far with as those. his look, right? And
4: then, so he why he's trying to get Harley back? And since when has he ever like viewed viewed her as more than property? Yeah, and he would only try to get her back if he thought that she didn't want to come back. That
0: is the old that yeah. That is the thing about this movie. Like I said, I had to give it a gimme to to, to get yeah. to where I am on this movie. To get to where I enjoy this movie, I had to say. I'm going to excuse the fact that this is not the Joker and Harley relationship that has ever been detic- depicted in the history of the Has any
2: comments. of, like, the D.C.U. been what we've known? from uh, Right, like, and so I had to just say, so they I, made yeah, this I, a Bonnie
0: and Clyde Joker. Right. That was a decision that they made. I'm sure everybody involved knows that it's really viewed as, like, a traditionally toxic relationship right. and all of that kind of stuff. I'm sure that and they all knew that, and they went for this choice, and I have to look at it as a specific choice. And, and okay. I had
2: to do with that, it. Well, I just want you to say quickly: that, like all that said, like I agree with those points, and those are great points. I think, but I think Jared Leto did the best with what he had, and oh, what yeah. He, yeah, he, that was actor. all more director choices. And yeah. I think he gave a really solid performance.
0: That's what so. I agree with you on that. All right, this
1: is where I'm going to come in. Uh, I, I now again, I came in like I was initially impressed too. We watched that leaked Suicide Squad trailer in the in the parking lot a year ago. We yeah. were both like hot on what he was doing because we only got that one brief glimpse. Um, and as things we've seen, I've been more, you know, I'll be honest, I've been more trepidatious about what the performance is going to look like from the scenes we've gotten. And yes, taking in that Jared Leto has been a huge tool (laughs) throughout the entire production process, and kind of seems like he's just generally a tool when you hear him talk about filmmaking, um, I try to remove all that. I'm like, okay, if I go into this movie and I'm blown away, I can admit it. I've done it before with other things, Mm -hmm. where it's like, if this is a good performance, I'm not going to just begrudge it to begrudge it. Um, but I, I legitimately... Could not stand this Joker pretty much from the word go. I right. thought it was a the definition of trying too hard to capture something mm-hmm. like some version of the Joker. But it just he it felt like he was so over the top with his his enunciation, like yeah. so much scenery chewing from like beginning to end with this character. That's what
5: I said when I came out of the movie. I was like, he picked like twenty ticks and he didn't stick with any of them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he was like at the first he was leaning over the table and then he would be like doing all sorts of weird stuff with his face, and I was like, you gotta pick, like, one or two and stick with them. <laughs>
1: yeah, there was nothing different. I mean, that's a good yeah. way, because, yeah, in the club, he's very much more, like, chill and relaxed, yeah. and he's, like, he just smoked a doobie, and he's, like,
4: <laughs> really rolling, but then he's, like, Superman. I thought he's on speed in other scenes and yeah. just... And he, the scene with all the guns and the knives spiraled around him and just... That, lo- it looks like, like there's just... A coat of meth on that floor. That was like the- that's not <laughs> dust there. That's meth. He's just gone. And that
1: was another part of it where it's like, even in the trailer, of like this is an evocative image. But even in the movie, it's just there as like this way too hard. It's like here's the Joker with all his. Like, and can you guns. imagine
0: him beforehand? Like I gotta put all of this shit in the right or order. Or if he had somebody do it for him, more likely. Even still, how God, does he? Or awesome how does he bad tell bad somebody to do that? Like, like, no, no, you're we gotta right. Get it right. We it's gotta, one of those things, but, sir. Why are, are we doing that? aesthetic? Better. It's, exactly. In theory, it sounded better. They were like, ooh, what if he's got all these knives around him? Somebody drew up a freaking character sketch, and somebody was like, that looks great. And then when you see it in the movie, it just doesn't go. And so I can see that, That. That. and I, you're, you're right about that. I think in a lot of ways, this Joker performance, if you put it in a movie that was a Joker-Harley <laughs> Quinn movie, you, you, like even that scene, if there were other touchstones to that vibe, if he had a layer that was tricked out like that, if if everything he was doing was kind of that way. Now, the tick thing I can't really get past if he was doing, I didn't really notice that, but I guess he was doing a lot of different ticks that weren't consistent. That's possible. But again, we saw ten percent of the performance. I mean, but regardless, like that's just like, oh man, it would have been a
4: lot better if it had been something different. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, I versus Superman would have been a great movie if it wasn't that movie. Like it's a, a, it's a great
1: point. It's a great. For for me, with like the Joker mobile and how cartoonishly over the top performance was, I was like. Why don't we go back in time and just throw Jared Leto up against, you know, Jim Carrey's Riddler in Batman Forever? <laughs> like, with the Joker mobile he's driving
0: around in? I just, it, it was a, I couldn't take the He's like seriously. a young, he's like, I almost think of him as like a 23-year-old Joker.
3: But, you, you know, know
0: like... Because this, this is an
4: older Bruce. Jason's dead. This guy is not He young. doesn't look it, though. I, I don't know. I mean, that's because he's, he's got his, all that makeup. But Jared Leto's he, a youthful-looking dude,
1: but he yeah, is like... Is, 40s? 40s. this is... He's
4: not new to the scene. He's been around for a hot second.
5: But he did act very young. I agree. He looked young and he acted young. And he seemed like... The relationship he had with Harley seemed young. Because as the comics went on, they got darker. And this seemed like a lighter Joker, even if he was evil.
0: Yeah, like his inspiration came from a a younger piece of Joker's light. I mean, I think that when you're Jared Leto and you come to this role, I mean it's a really 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 daunting experience and, and it's a really tough thing to do and I think he made some choices and I don't know how much of a role he played in what his, phys- his, his physical appearance was um, but I think like given that that's what he's going to look like in this movie once I swallowed that pill and it was about this huge <laughs> pill to swallow um, you know I, 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 I can get behind the decisions he was making and I see them in the context of a bigger movie being better I'll grant that again and, and looking up... He's 44. I was looking up his age. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And you know, he looks he, like he's, he's now... He looks like he's 31.
1: He's but now yeah. said that they've shot enough Joker footage, you could do a whole Joker movie with it, apparently. Yeah. So we're definitely not going to see even most of it. But it, it just... Maybe there is footage where it explains why he has these tattoos. I don't feel like the performance really justifies any of the design decisions. Whatever you feel about the design. I didn't like the design. I still don't really, but... I don't feel like it, it, it doesn't, Not nothing meshes well when with the character. When
3: you see
0: him, though, like, when I saw him at cosplay, and I saw him, like, when I was standing in the room with the Jared Leto Joker, for all intents and purposes, I was unsettled. Mm-hmm. I was, I was literally unsettled by being around that visage in my presence. I it's mean, yeah. And it's striking it's, looking.
5: It's just a different character with yeah. a different right. backstory, and I, I like it, but it, it needs to come from a different place yeah. than... The Joker that we know, and, and
0: maybe show like his upbringing on the streets. That you know, if that's what they were going for, you know, or something. You know what I mean? Some aspect of why he became that, rather than just like here's a Joker that just sprang up fully formed with a grill and face tattoos. What we got in the movie and what we saw was just
4: underwhelming overall from him. Like whether it's his fault, whether it's the studio. Regardless, the final product was just. Mediocre. And that's so kind so of when you were movie.
0: watching The Joker, you were not enjoying it? I mean, no, not
4: necessarily. But I think overall it's just kind of, un- like, mediocre, maybe a couple of highlights. And that's kind of the overall impression I get for the movie. Just, like, mediocre, had some fun moments,
0: but meh. I think a big part of when you're playing a role like he was playing with The Joker is Gravitas. And I think that piece of the role he had.
4: Okay, I...
1: I'll, I'll say this because I, I think I probably I I, re, I mean I hated his, his yeah. performance yeah, <laughs> and I was I was very happy in the 30 minutes where I got to pretend he was actually dead. Um,
3: was I knew shot. I knew
1: it wasn't going to stay that way 100, percent but I was like, yeah. Uh, but if uh, now bringing in the actor part of it again, you know, we talked, we're trying to stay that there's nothing in this that justifies the crap he was doing. Yeah. Like it makes him a really well, he,
3: scuzzy.
0: We, we don't know though. We don't. We didn't see like you just said
3: uh, you know, well in fairness movie, you know, nothing would justify it no, but nothing there's would. nothing exactly. So
0: don't even get close so, but what I'm saying is that's a moot point you're right nothing justifies that don't do it and that's all that needs to be said about that. I don't care if it was Heath Ledger's performance that came out. I don't think it would justify that kind of behavior. Because that is unnecessary. Heath Ledger didn't do those things, and we got maybe the best Joker of all time. Well, Heath Ledger
1: self-destructed him. internally, so right. it's, it's an, a tragedy there. There were
0: other reasons what, that he was, things that he was channeling there so brilliantly. I mean, it was, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot more to that. But that's, I'm just saying, though, that, you know, I don't think it, I don't think that there was anything he could have done in the world that would have justified that to you. Do you think there's any performance? No, I don't think anything
1: would. But but there could have been a performance where I'm like, it is a it is a like there could have been a performance where it was a case of yeah he went super method and maybe you know he was getting into a mindset and that that comes across on screen to a certain degree. Like it's the same thing with Heath Ledger. I don't think it was worth it that he died as a result of like having mental issues to get this role. But the role stands as a. Monument to his skill as an actor and as a performer. I don't think anything, like, I don't think there's any cut of this that brings anything close to that for what Jared
0: Leto did with the character. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think that's, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, I I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that. I think, I mean, the Heath Ledger performance is is, is so original. That's what's so amazing about it is, is, I mean, aside from the fact that he doesn't pull really from any quantifiable culture subculture type of person any of that and he just brings us a damaged human being and 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 it's just innate humanity and 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 it doesn't come from anywhere that the fact that the only place it could have come from is maybe his dark the darkness in his own soul you know his own personality being shown to us on screen that is i mean that performance is it 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 transcend it's transcendental it's not it's not anything and so and that's why i say like boy, does Jared Leto have his work cut out from trying to be anything in this movie. I know that doesn't excuse a performance you guys think is completely mediocre. I get that. I just think that... I think I wish I'd seen more, and the part that I saw was super entertaining, and he had gravitas. When he was on that screen, I was like... Bleh. That's what
2: I said in my review, too. Like, I mean, vocally, there was nothing standing out, and I wanted him to be, him to be crazier, but physicality-wise, and, you know, it was creepy, and, you know, I mean... Not as intoxicating as I wanted to be, but right. still really engaging. Um, and the,
0: there was way. so much more that it would have made certain scenes more impactful if I had seen backstory or or just round story around. The incident in the tubs. If I'd seen story around that that breakout in the prison, and when he does that thing to her, like if I could have seen his motivation for zapping her with those
3: things.
5: Scenes, not moments. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's right. a we got. right. We got, like, like, right. You yeah.
4: Know, yeah, shooting and people in panda suits with guns, and then the you know their paint swirling around them in a tub full of you know poison. It was we got beautiful. like very you know you're right like, on the screen. Like oh yeah, this is a stunning image. But it just doesn't play out well as a great performance or a great character that is just you know worthy of all that. Yeah, yeah, there,
5: you can't shoot the gun without loading it. Like you
0: exactly, <laughs> and you can't and you can't load it without being a human being that does other things and talks to people and and, and has is a yeah. I and I, I will I will give the small caveat to to Leto. That from the
1: sounds of it, this was a film production out of the '80s where everyone was doing insane crap because you know it's come out about J.I. Courtney doing shrooms to get in character and Cara Delevingne walking around naked howling in a forest.
2: What? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah. when these things are coming out, I'm not you know how much is David Ayer, the the drug dealer on set, trying to get these things to happen? But ultimately, it, none of it feels worth it. Particularly with Boomerang, I don't even know what he was going for. Well, you barely but, got to
4: see him exactly,
1: but. You know, as far as as Leto's Joker, I'm not excited to see it again. And the thought of oh, him I having and and really, I'm not. Ex- I'm 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 very much against him as an actor, just for all the cruddy stuff. It sounds like he t- feels about acting in himself, and he's said and done about it. So it's like he seems very childish about the response. They're not being a lot of Joker in it.
0: Well, I, I mean, know. that's that that may that may be so. I I mean, I again, like, you know, Twitter can, can can really damage you. Like, people should stay away from Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, Twitter can do a lot of harm. And, yeah. and you know, but I but also, if I had devoted six months of my life and then publicly a lot more than that to this performance, I threw my heart and soul into it. I damaged my rep pretty seriously, especially with Mr. Jordan over here. Um, well, you can go I about would, it in I, a better way. I, I would have, I'd feel pissed. And you can express I'd be your disappointment. i freaking pissed. He did though. That's more what he said. Way. Well, what's what's immature about say, if somebody asking you uh, what hap, what you know what's up with your performance in this movie? It was very little of it, and he and he's like, that's a good question. What did happen? What's immature about that? He, it's just it's general things on top, like him being
1: very much. He's just very self serious, and I I feel like I don't know. It, it, but, but but to move beyond that, it's like maybe he should get. it, I don't know.
0: I could see the Harley Quinn and Joker and Batman movie. Kicking all freaking ass. I could see it. I can see it. I, I, see I, it. I don't want that
4: movie. I mean, I, I want a Batman solo movie, but I definitely don't want... It could, but nothing in there is just like, oh, this would be amazing. Yeah, nothing but, in this movie. But, I mean, it that... could, and I would like for it to. <laughs> I like that scene where the, he's in this tux and she's in the Jester outfit. they I guess the realistic look with that cartoonish, you know, outfit, and then picturing Batfleck like there... Like, looking at them on screen interacting. No, I mean, not an inkling, but I just think that, like, the appearance of that on screen would be very interesting. Like, how, like, the cartoonish outfit, but you still see, like, an actual face, you know, from drawing from the old animated series. Like, those outfits on real people in this style that's a little cartoony, but also you can just see the physical. You know nature of it and yeah. it's very realistic yeah. with those you know om- just too much detail in what's normally just been an animated style the more that like, could be you know cool and it could make some great scenes where it's just like oh my god, can you like hold on a minute just look at this picture like look, look at screen. this room like you know does this not feel silly to everybody else like that could make for an interesting movie of watching the three of them interact. But nothing about the performances makes me think like that's what we really need.
0: But it. that's the thing, though, is that I, when I, when, when, the more and more I have this conversation with you guys, the more and more questions I have about Jared Leto's Joker's backstory, mm-hmm. the more I want to know where he's been, the more I want to know how it led to this. But I, I understand that you don't.
4: He's not supposed to have a backstory. And this, like, yeah. It takes away from the character to give him a definitive backstory. Even killing yeah. Joke, it needs to be multiple choice. Like that whole line. Like if I, prefer, if I have to have a history or if I have to have a backstory, I prefer it, it to be multiple choice. Well, no,
0: just to have just to have more uh, backstory is not the right way to put it. Not exactly how he became the Joker, but just I mean, did he fa- did he fall into a vat of acid? Did he have any? Is any well, of obviously? He fell obviously into bad of acid. Yeah, obviously. but like, show me that and and I, or or not not in this movie because it's obviously implied by the fact that he does it to Harley. Yeah. too I get that. I just wanted to see more of him being the. I got it. The private Joker. Aside from the scene of him in the Knives, we really rarely see him introspective. And I know Joker's not a particularly introspective character, but just to see him, I don't know, be himself less than a showy version, I don't know. I I don't know. I I have a lot of thoughts on this.
4: I think you would like to see him in a Red Hood movie where we see some flashbacks. And I think that's probably what we're going to get with the standalone Batman. Um. We're going to see Jason coming back. And we're gonna see. That's you know, what they're building up. Oh, for, it's, it's, but, I think so. I mean, granted, is, I don't, I don't think just be written will, by Batfleck. I mean, it could be really good. I don't and just directed. think it would be by its very nature because you always have the risk of you know going a little too,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know, anti-hero fuck boy when you play you know Red Hood, but it could be really good. But I think that's kind of the vibe that you're wanting to see more of. Mm -hmm. His interactions with just Batman, or with just Harley, Mm -hmm. or by himself, where he's not trying to
0: just intimidate. Something that shows or illustrates character.
5: Well, you mentioned the killing joke. I feel like one of the main flaws... There's so many flaws with the killing joke. But one of the main Uh flaws with the killing joke is that they do give him a backstory. And I... I don't really want to know a backstory for him because he's, 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 just, he's just a just for He's supposed to be chaos. Like,
4: an absolute, yeah. and giving him a backstory gives him but almost also, a self justify. When I say backstory, also, though, I don't I mean yeah, just a well, backstory. You want to see the flashback. evolution. I, I want to hear what you say. Yeah, yeah. Just a,
0: a flashback to, I just got to defend that, a flashback to previous, not his childhood. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? What, but what did he do when you cr-
2: rolled out of the acid? Right, or whatever, right. That kind of flashback. Just
0: a little before this very scene. Sorry, Kevin. No, no, no.
2: Quick note on that. It's just like, Killing Joke is an origin for him, but he says in it that He's even not sure if it's true or not. Like that's the whole point that it's a potential, but it's not even. Alan Ward's his, so clever. Like, that's the thing. Like <laughs> I mean, Joker says it. And he's like, oh, I don't even know if I remember it correctly. You know, and uh, and that they hit on that in Dark Knight too because he tells different persons. His and
4: I like that. But well, still... in the Dark Knight, I like to think that he's just trying to manipulate the person. He's well, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's not that he's right. you know misremembering
2: it. Right, trying, right, yeah, yeah. But so, Different right.
0: backstory for a different occasion. Yeah, I mean.
4: It's
2: but, just a manipulator.
0: Uh, so does everybody think Joel Kinnaman sucks? No, no I thought he I, did what I, he needed to do. I just thought do. they could have written Rick Vine yeah. better. He just could have been a much better character. And I, what's really weird about it is he's almost two characters throughout the movie, which is funny. Yeah. Um but um but uh, yeah, anyway, I just was curious what I you I liked that he had a connection much. to and
2: with her being the villain. Um, um He's just a solid dude and they needed yeah. that. Yeah. So
1: that is the majority of the last yeah. the last little thing I wanted to mention is and this kinda goes back to Tonal, is that uh this is I, I tweeted this out. An aggressively soundtracked movie. Oh god! Mm-hmm. Yes. Way too many pop songs <laughs> used to like, try and. It felt like workshopping the scenes to be like, oh no! If we put a fun, light song over this, it's going to play more. fun. And, play. And, and, and that's
0: the thing that that's the thing that when I heard Jordan's tweet, I immediately was like, oh my god! Like of all the things Jordan says, that is like so true. Like it is so aggressively soundtracked, so well put. I'm sorry, Kevin.
2: No, I mean that's uh, like it almost directs your mood for how you should react. It's to trying music, to but...
0: anyway, trailer yeah, like.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know uh, Michael Tronick I think I can't believe I remember that name is like the guy who they're saying edited the majority of the final cut mm-hmm. even though another guy whose name I don't remember for whatever reason was is the credited editor and mm-hmm. he just bailed at a certain mm-hmm. point he was like I'm not <laughs> no really he was like, like you guys are, are second guessing every decision I make I'm out and then Tronick comes in and, and finished it, even though he's uncredited. There's a lot of shit that went on behind the scenes, and I think that even more the making of to is, this film coming out and being as good as it is is impressive. The, considering
2: the making of is almost more intriguing than the yeah, final product. I, well, perhaps <laughs> I, I was enthralled. I mean, I, I, I had fun overall. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, but. I don't
1: know. It's one of those director's cuts we probably will never see. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd like. I've, I've for a year now. I've said I'd like to see the Fantastic Four Josh Trank cut. Of course, but, but these are things we don't get to see. So it's unfortunate it's, uh, but we have to judge the movie based on the,
0: we we got. the yeah. movie we got. So imagine how hard when you read the tweet that David Ayer tweets out, oh my god, you feel the pain in it. He's just like, I, I, I wish I had it, because it's just so... Do we have it anywhere? I thought I had this somewhere. Go is? ahead and say what you were going to say, and then I'll, I'll move uh, to this. Well,
1: it, it, yeah, yeah, look that up. I was going to say, moving on to uh, final thoughts about the film. Uh, start with our guests, work back around, and then uh, we'll wrap up. Just, yeah, your overall thoughts and a final score, or what your thoughts are and maybe the future.
4: Well, better than VVS. Glad I only paid 750 for it. <laughs> Overall mediocre with some cute moments, and hopefully they'll just you know slightly be better than the last one for each DC movie that it's comes get out. get a great movie, like to something, just like yeah. yeah, something that we can enjoy. And I, I hope that Justice League is good. I hope it is. But By the time
1: we get to that cyborg movie, it's really going to be <laughs> rolling.
4: I at this point, I'm just glad that there's DC TV shows coming out. Yeah, because I'm so excited for the CW. <laughs>
5: Uh, I used to be worried that bad DC movies were going to burst the superhero bubble and we would not get any more superhero movies. I do not worry about that with this movie. However, I did not like it. So <laughs> um, I I think that at its core, it wasn't well written and not really thematically well done. And um, But it had fun moments and I enjoyed watching it. So my, my critical review is eh. And when I see it again? Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I found this quote, uh, and, then I'll, and then we'll get back okay. to what we were saying. So uh, he, he, first he did a Zapata quote, uh, which was something along the lines of, um, it's better to die than to not live your life the way you want to live it, or something like that. And then he goes, the Zapata quote is my way of saying, I love the movie and believe in it. Made it for the fans. Best experience of my life. Very clearly a defensive statement. Um, very, cl- and then he puts a little heart at the end, right? <laughs> like, I mean, this is a guy that's really conflicted, and then here's the real conflicted one. Listen to this one: Thank you, thank you, thank you, to the folks making Suicide Squad a success this weekend. It's just a fun summer movie with a good heart, and it's like, why wow. well, And right there, it just goes to my point about like, boy, this wasn't like a team of horrible villains, but, you know? Well, well, I think that quote and what Katie said are both
1: kind of critical to the fact that. This movie is making money at the box office. it's, yeah. um, it's a record setter, I think, at this point. They it's, said it's
0: 137 uh, million uh, domestically, which is, for example, for comparison point, Guardians made 86. Um, so Guardians. I mean, this movie's a smash hit so far. It has shown some signs of of of, of, of slowing down based on reviews. I mean, the enough. big yeah, that's the big trick. BVS opened to a big box office and then had a record 68 percent drop off. So the big
1: question is going to happen. The as big, much. Yeah, the big question is what happens next weekend. I think this is. Yeah, you know, but and
0: also and also overseas, it's doing gang freaking busters like mad cash. But it's not opening in China apparently.
3: Maybe Which is a we'll big, see
0: big loss. But yeah, we'll see. That's be relative. a big problem. That's, That's going right. to be a big caveat next to whatever the gross is if it doesn't come out there. Kevin, oh, final fun. thoughts?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I had fun overall. I mean, there were definite problems, and there's a lot I would fix. And I mean, di- big disappointments were mostly how Joker was incorporated into the story and how it didn't really have much of an effect on the present and just the whole structuring really needed a lot of work and um you know i uh, of course really would like to see the director's cut um but for all it's worth i think it's a slight step in the right in a different better direction for the dc um cinematic universe and i'm excited to see these characters pop up again i um hope to see them more and i hope that the next run will be better Um, But I still give it a solid, you know, like 7 out of 10, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, um, you know, enjoyable movie with plenty of problems, but I still had a lot of fun with it. Speaking (laughs) of which, where are you guys, if you had to score? You don't have to, but... Five, nine. I mean, yeah. like, I have fun.
0: Like, it is, you know, just an alright mediocre movie. I'd yeah. probably
5: go lower, I'd probably <laughs> go more. <four>. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. Well, that's,
0: that's what I wanted to sort of get. Yeah, you had to quantify because it's hard to say, you know, where do you where do you and, and everybody's got their own way of saying is it more about how I enjoyed it or how good of a film it is or both. And obviously, I think that that, in my opinion, both are important, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's tough to say, uh-huh. you know. It's a uh, tough call. I'm, I'm with Katie and Holden, really, Uh,
1: ultimately. I've defended a lot in this movie, and I, but I want to make clear that there are a lot of really shitty movies I'll defend, and I, I have a history of doing that, um, especially if you look through my Twitter feed or just other I podcasts. I know, like, uh, like, uh, uh,
0: like Captain America Civil War, for example. Shut up. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I'm just playing with him. But, he loves okay, movie. the movie. Yeah, I like it okay.
1: The, my takeaway with this movie is I had fun watching it. It was a big, dumb action film. I said that at the top. And, you know, there are a lot of problems. It is totally inconsistent. The plot is pointless. The villain is weak. Um, I hated the Joker. Um, but there are glimmers of things I wouldn't mind seeing more of. But as a score, you know, I put this movie in the exact same league, and I tweet, I, I said this out last uh, night. I put crazy. it in the same league as crazy. X-Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. Green Lantern, Terminator Genesis, of movies that are objectively terrible in their structure and in how well made they are. But if it's on TV at two in the morning, I watched through X Men Origins Wolverine a week ago because I was like, "God, this movie is so stupid." But I love looking at it. That's how I feel about Suicide Squad. I will definitely rewatch this. So as as far as being a success of entertainment, yeah, I, I enjoy this way more than I did BVS. I never, I've seen that thing three freaking times, including the director's cut. I never want to see it again. Suicide Squad is the sort of movie I'll, I'll, you know, I could see putting on just because it's on HBO, and I'll stop and watch twenty minutes of it. Uh, but score-wise, no. It's it's a four four five type of movie. It's just it, it, it's it's pretty. It, it fails in a different way than BBS, but it's an enjoyable way. So I see it as more of a success.
5: It's falling with style. What was BBS <laughs> then?
1: BBS would probably also be around a, a four four five, but I it's just, a, like an, that's, an, an that's just an insanely wow. bad movie to watch. No one wants. You don't go.
0: I, I so, want a fun so, light. So, so it being fun doesn't pull the score up one iota. Not one inch! It, it pulled the score up for me, but it was still a bad Didn't idea. for him! <laughs> I'm just saying that It doesn't it's... pull it up even an inch! That
2: that it's was really
0: big. fun and enjoyable! That was
2: a big difference for me. It pulled up yeah. several.
1: Uh, Look, I'm, I'm the sort of person who's legitimately considering putting the film Birdemic on my top ten films list that I'm working on. I would score Birdemic as like a two. It's terrible. But God almighty, it's a fun movie. That's a harsh comparison. Uh. Suicide Squad is way better made than Birdemic, but that, my favorite Better performance. Is...
0: The birds in Birdemic or Joker? I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, How about the, sh- the Sharnado? Sh- uh, sharnado is just terrible. Okay. Well, anyway, let me know... When anyway,
1: uh, your final thoughts. Okay, which?
0: yeah. So, for a couple things. I think that that really does encapsulate... It, uh, in contrast to what you just said, it really encapsulates my thoughts on this movie. And that is, I think as a movie, in quality terms, it's like a 5-5-6... Five, five, but in terms of my enjoyment of the movie, it's a 7 five, eight. Um, I really and, and when I got out of the movie, I was saying 8-5 because I was roused. I was saying I had a freaking blast in this movie. I found it exciting. I found it compelling. I found it fun to watch. And at zero points in the movie was I bored. And not just in a short attention span way because I've been really bored in a lot of short attention span seeking movies. Um, it's not that I need to have stuff flashing in front of my eyes all the time that bores uh-huh. me. It's not being interested or surprised or intrigued by anything in a movie. And in this movie, a lot of it has to do with the fact that there was a lot of trailers and a lot of buzz and a lot of backstory and a lot of that that I was able to bring as a, as a you know a meta enjoyment of the film. Uh-huh. I was sitting over it as an overlay of enjoyment that I could have. I also love Joel Kinnaman um really loved watching Jared Leto's Joker both for the the intrigue of all the stuff that he did and all the backstory and all that stuff but also for what I thought was on the screen was good and also just thinking in my mind what if there was more what would it be all this stuff kept me engaged kept me intrigued made me enjoy it again a lot of that's meta at the same time if I want to just say overall I would say that the cast of this movie especially Waller Will Smith um J- Jay Hernandez is it no J- not not, J- not, Hernandez. not, not oh, Jay Hernandez not Jay Hernandez but Jay Courtney? N- neither whichever one played uh, El Diablo Jay J- J- Hernandez Jay Hernandez. J- Hernandez um uh obviously Jared Leto um the, who else who did I mention I mentioned Waller Will Smith Margot uh, Robbie? Mario Robbie the Joker Jay Hernandez all of those all of, and, and Kinnaman. all Kinnaman, I love him I thought his role was a little bit poorly written mm. but, but overall the cast of this movie was so compelling to watch such interesting people doing such interesting things mm. and I just found myself having a really really good time um, I think I, if I were doing it I would choose a lot of different things to do I wouldn't have that being intermediate scene of 45 minute walk I would have had go on a first mission I thought that'd yeah, be way yeah, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of decisions I would make differently, but at the end of the day, I really enjoyed watching the movie, and I love just thinking about what it could have been, too. Like, there's three other movies that could have come out, and I'd love to see them, you know? Mm-hmm. I could really watch, like, four Suicide Squads there, and check the, them all out. Look,
1: there's a sequel in development. I, I'm going to go see it. I mean, I see
0: literally every one of these movies, so I right. see it no matter what, but right. I, I'd be
1: actively looking forward to
0: hopefully seeing a better version of this concept. I mean, and that's and that, at the end of the day, for me, is, is, is where I fall. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, for example... Uh, loves this movie. He Uh says, this movie is dope. His daughter, his quote, his daughter is 17. Her name is Harley Quinn. Yeah. So you could see, if this wasn't done right, in in her mind, like it could really, like, she'd be really pissed. She came out of it crying and like enthralled. And And for the younger audiences, love this movie. They love it. Kids, teens, love fucking Suicide Squad. They love it. And it it is a movie that they decide to skew a little younger, right down to the PG-13 rating that they gave it. So they made some decisions along those lines. And having Harley and Jover not have as complex relationship may have had something to do with that. Selling little Hot Topic toys of the, like, the Bonnie and Clyde pair. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of decisions that you have to think. There's reasons why they did this. What, 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 what Kevin Smith loves it for is the fact that as a movie... It's going to bring a whole new generation of fans to comics in a way that almost no other superhero movie has done. And so he said it's like, and he says, and I don't mean to be dismissive by saying this, it's like a Hot Topic store come to life. Uh, it's like all those it's little not figures. Inaccurate. He's like all those little figures from Hot Topic just like come to life and start like acting out and doing cool stuff. What were you
3: going to say, Katie? Hey, oh,
5: I don't know if I'm allowed to interrupt during your yes, final thoughts. Of course. But I I think that they would have done better to draw more fans and to make it more complex because that's what drew us into the comics, the complexity of the relationships. But I do agree that having hot topic toys is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean that's and that's that's Kevin Smith's take. I mean he also said though that he doesn't want to combat uh, you know what critics are saying. He says that's valid. He says don't you know, don't go go after me and say that I'm saying the critics are idiots. He says I'm not He's just saying, I thought this was a dope, really fun movie that wasn't, and he said, and it really makes the argument, this is in his mind, it makes the argument for not having you don't have to have a, someone who's slavish to the continuity doing a movie. Taking somebody like David Ayer, who doesn't have like a background in comic book movies. So mm-hmm. putting him on this movie makes for an interesting experiment. In his case, he thought this one was successful. That's his take on the movie. I, I think that when you go into it looking at it as a fun superhero movie that has a lot to enjoy in it, I think there's an argument to be made that this is a seven five eight film. I think at the same time, there's a, I could go at it with a critical eye and start shredding it to pieces and give it a 5 or a 6. Um, I'm choosing to go seven five eight. I you think know? that's
1: entirely legitimate. I think yeah. that's where you get the tom, you know the tomato meter, or you get the the, the critics or the yeah, the people's choice score and, and the cinema score and all that. Right. But I, I, I think see that is all the critical thing. stuff. I like,
0: see why people say what they say. Exactly. But I, I just wonder why they don't make the decision to say, "But there's so much fun on this side of the
1: scale." I think it's a difference between what is the best. And what is your favorite? And I, I think... And this, and for me, this does a lot, lot of things Overlap though, You and do. I don't think this movie I does it. I
5: also think it's important, though, to look at the problems with it and look at, should this one be my favorite? Because some of the problems are real problems. Like, do we want to encourage movies to not have complex stories? Do we want to encourage movies to not have difficult relationships? Do we want to encourage movies to disregard... Yeah the Joker in that way like we want to say okay we enjoyed this but you have some problems let me fix that in the future I <laughs> think that's a really good yeah. it's a really good
0: note to end on um, um, I, I think that's that's yeah, that's a really good point. So those were our thoughts on Suicide
1: Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had a great discussion. I really enjoyed uh, that. Was great great you guys by yeah, the but thank thank you, you guys. for having That really gave time. us another dimension.
0: Um, um, that that was that was interesting for sure. I, it made me think about new things in the movie. That because I talked to these guys already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do
1: want to, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. But you can of course uh, share your thoughts on Suicide Squad with us on the website. Uh-huh. Kevin has his review up at thejoyofgeek.net. Right. Uh, I'm working on a silly, stupid little article comparing the characters from the Arrowverse to their DCEU oh, EU. Oh, that sounds that, fun. That's uh, great. Yeah. So that'll that be coming fun. out probably around the same time as this review. Uh, there's all the other great content on there. My continuing Smallville retrospective, which I, since he's here, want to thank Holden for it. He's the one who lent me the DVDs. <laughs> he's he's on, like, episode me to watch five them. with the reviews. Yeah, the point. reviews the five are coming out tomorrow, tomorrow, you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so definitely check us out on thejoyofgeek.net. You can find us at uh, Facebook, The Joy of Gaming, The Joy of yep. Geek, at The Joy of Game on Twitter. And personally, you can find me at Indigo Master, E N D I G O M A S T E R, or at Jordanelsaka.tumblr.com for all my writing stuff. You go, Kevin. I'll
0: go. And then I want to say something about these two over here. Cool. Right.
2: And you can find me at KW um, That's K W S C H A E F. And of course, all my articles on Joy of Geek. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at Rich Lapore on Twitter. I keep meaning to use it.
0: Um, I'm just kidding. I just once in a while I tweet on there. Um, and then um, you can also see my articles. I'm doing a uh, review of uh, Mr. Robot. And I'm planning to have a bunch of other content up on the site as well. That's at the Joy of Geek. Uh, I also um, uh, obviously we do all these podcasts. So we have the Joy of Gaming uh, podcast. One an episode just went up of that. Really epic episode. Yeah. Uh, we also have um, Joy of Comics, Joy of TV, and then obviously you're listening to the Joy of Film. Uh, so these are all places where you can find me and uh, these guys and over I'm here. I'm sure our next Joy of Gaming will we'll maybe try and wheedle
1: Kelsey's thoughts on Suicide Squad out. So. Oh, that'll yes. be fine. That <laughs> that'll be absolutely. fine. Uh,
0: I, so but what, one thing I wanted to say is that this is a little bit hist- historic, or a little bit of history uh, living in this room right now, and that is that we all met or are connected by uh, five generations, four or five generations of, uh, at least three generations. Yeah, ten me ten all years. and
2: Kate are kind of in the same one. Same so, gen. Yeah, so but yeah, but it's
0: yeah. three generations of... of editors or, or features editors or arts and entertainment editors from the North Carolina State Technician which is uh, the school paper uh, from our, all of our alma mater Still Michael Still <laughs> his alma mater um, So it's, it's, it's really cool um, that, that we're all together sort of doing this. Um, it, it kind of makes for a, a nice little moment um, and I did want to ask you guys what uh, you're doing now and, uh, and sort of what, if there's any way people can find you online or anything like that
4: you can't find me online, nor should you try. He's wiped all of his records. It's been exposed. I like none of it. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: you only get glimpses once in a while. If Hopefully you'll come back. Oh, absolutely! Hope awesome. guys, yeah, we hope you guys
3: had fun. Oh, yeah, yes.
5: definitely. And um, I'm working on getting my online presence um, more together, but you can't really find me there right now. I'm doing things other than writing, but I'm trying to get back into it. But I have to make money first. So you guys are
0: off the grid,
2: literally. I know. I Don't worry, they're not like uh, you know FBI <laughs> most, most wanted. I'd all argue all that, you yeah. could find our <laughs> old content, but <laughs> technicians' websites yeah. to blow up yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's uh, weird. It, it which that's probably. But close. please do te- yeah. check yeah. out technician. Uh, they've got a new design going. It's really cool. Also, oh, yeah. I still contribute there, so you'll see me pop up, up on awesome. there uh, um, here and there.
0: But Awesome. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, I'm Rich Lapore, Jordan Alsaka. Kevin Schaefer. And our guests. I'm Holden. And I'm Katie. And we will uh, see
3: you very, very soon on another episode of The Joy of Geek. Take care. Have a good one.